Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure, Run Fest on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits, Channel 99. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Here's our telephone number, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We are the first show in the history of radio that will be taking live phone calls as the show is going on. It's new. It's what I like to call technology. Whoa. Uh, And then after that, you can Pinterest us. Um. Crazy Louie last night. That was a fantastic show. It was almost like a movie in the middle of your TV series. But I want to get this started because the first person I've ever known, first New Yorker anyway, to go to the 9-11 Memorial is our own little Molly. That's me. Now, Molly, you, you guys lived in the suburbs. Yeah, we lived in the burbs in Bestchester. Yeah. So I guess that gives you a right to go... <laughs> To the 9-11 Memorial, because New Yorkers do not go to that. Is that actually a thing? Yes. Like, people feel like they judge people who go, or they themselves just don't want to go? Well, we we kind of feel like the whole thing's in bad taste. Mm. Um, but then we also think it's in bad taste to move from Westchester to Tribeca. <laughs> we just feel like that's overstepping. Trashy. Yeah. Um, so you went to the... Did you get us all... I don't know, um, 9-11 lighters and um, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, well, I was talking gloves. to my sister about this. I did not hit the gift shop um, on a matter of principle. Who all went? You? It was me and my mom, my dad, and my sister. First time you really had a family night out in quite some time. <laughs> then we went for barbecue. Oh, see? That's a problem. Why? Uh, you know, 9-11 and then the barbecue. You made it a big, fun night. No, I don't think that it was meant to be like a night out. It was supposed to be... Like an experience for all of us to go and learn a little something. Ugh. Sounds what's like the, 4th of July to me. What's to learn? Well, there was a lot of things that I had not seen or that I hadn't really thought about in relation to 9-11. Oh, I can't even see. This is a conversation why, I can't why have. Why is this so wrong? What didn't you think about? Well, okay. I had never seen a video. Oh. And it was very powerful. Yes. Yes, it was a very. Don't you think day. it's important for all for everyone to remember? That's the whole thing. Never. Forget. I don't understand how anyone could forget. It's like, it, it, seriously, it's like if someone lost a limb, and then they're going like this. Let's remember, I lost my limb. D- haven't you ever been to like a Holocaust memorial or anything I don't like go that? To this. No. It's a very moving experience. 
I think that it's important. You, you know what I thought was a moving experience? 9-11. That was the moving experience. But for someone like me, I was in second grade. It, How could that be? No one was in second grade then. <laughs> I was in second grade, and obviously it changed. Oh, but I didn't really understand it in the grand scheme of things. You know, it's actually even hard for me that I could sit here and talk to an adult and then hear that they're in second grade that day. You were once in second grade. Yeah, Mrs. Miller's class. She's long dead. <laughs> but I'll always remember her. Because she... I don't know why he's laughing. Because she put me in a corner and then pushed the filing cabinet up against it to teach me a lesson. Really? Yeah. Do you learn a lesson? Yeah, it's kind of cool to be on your own a little bit. <laughs> And then also, if you just stick your fingers out and stuff, you can get laughs. Oh. You know, if you just like wiggle your fingers outside, people will say, because, you know, you do have the focus of the room. Right. Being the person stuck in the corner with the filing cabinet pushed against them. Her plan backfired. I, I don't know. I, I think overall, I'd have to see her as a winner. Okay. I think she won the Talking year. Talking that up as a W. Yeah, I think I think it was, it's, uh, it's tough for adults not to win, which ties in with last night's Louie, which, by the way, did you say it? No. You needed to say it. Okay. Because it was about marijuana. And I worry about you with that. You shouldn't. Don't worry. I'm very safe. I don't know. I know you go to those uh, EDM shows. And <laughs> Just the one time. You really got a bad bunch of friends that you hang around with. You remember when my friends came here and you... Uh, I gave them shit in yeah. front of everybody. Because <laughs> I don't like their like, looks. Molly, are these your white trash <laughs> friends? Are they treating you well? One of your friends was very mad about it. Yeah, so. one of my friends. There's yeah. always got to be the one. Yeah, right. Who doesn't get jokes? I should have just throw my coffee in her face, <laughs> but I don't drink coffee. So what else did you learn at the 9-11 memorial? They had a lot of the structural elements oh, there. Oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> I just find it horrific. I think that it's not like, you know, I'm going and pointing and taking pictures. I'm there to absorb. Okay, so they had structural elements there. The Auschwitz Museum opened like 10 years after that ended, but I don't think any like people that were there would go back to visit it. Like That's like for like foreigners and Oprah to go visit. I don't know. I think that it... I think that... Okay, well, there were parts of the museum that tell, I... Tell us other stuff that you saw. Were right. you running in there at all? Did someone have to say no running no, in the 9-11 no. memorial? No, it was very quiet. The space is very big and echoey and... and um, the... <laughs> There's like on the outside they have all the big stuff. They have like pieces of the building. They have like fire trucks that were there. And then on the inside they I have I can't help but think that this isn't like a tourist. It's not. It's You're not using at all. a tomb. It's very quiet. They put a lot of thought into it. I think it's very well organized. And then on the inside they have like this room with all the faces of all all of the people who died and you can walk in and hear testimonials from their family about like what they were like. It's just a way to to you know to individualize this tragedy, make it mac from macro to micro. All right, and, and were you eating barbecue in there at the time? <laughs> no. Did you have a brisket sandwich that you're walking around with? No, I didn't. Here's the problem with the tourism part of it as well. People are going to go visit it during the summertime while they're also in New York City going to the M and M store and Top of the Rock. Isn't this a part so, of our city? Isn't this an important piece of what New York is about these days? But People are going to be showing up at this thing in big giant sun hats and tank tops and sneakers. I don't think that anybody that goes to the 9-11 memorial means any disrespect. I think that they're there 
to actually pay respect and take some time to reflect and, and think about what that day meant beyond just like, you know, seeing a newspaper headline and, and moving on. I just can't imagine New Yorkers wanting to go to this, you know, particularly New Yorkers who were here at the time. And I don't know. I don't know what kind of people think I'm going to make my 9-11 plans as I go to New York. And I'm also getting tickets, you know, to see the plays and stuff. So you don't think anybody's going to go? No, it's going to be packed with the kind of people who are going to have their pictures taken and, you know, selfies at the 9-11 memorial. It just, I don't know what, you know, you even bringing up the video, that video is on TV constantly. It's on every year. No, I, I had only ever seen pictures and I consider myself to be very informed. Well, you're an informed person. And yes, you were, uh, you know, you were young when it happened. All right, this got sent to us. Um, they want to know, Molly, if you ordered your Twin Towers plate and then said bad form, just bad form. I don't think, I don't think it was. I think that it's all about just, just basically like really taking a, like a whole day kind of to like, to think about what this, what this was about. And like the, the, you know, the lasting effects of this type of thing. We it's already it been a, more than 10 years. We, know what I, it was we about. got, we got kid. Thanks. Uh, let me go to the phones here. Here's Tim. Tim, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, I guess things must have changed in the past few years, Ron, because uh, I was in the service when 9-11 happened, and two years ago when I came up to New York for a week, uh, me and my wife decided we wanted to go to the memorial, and it, it ended up being exactly like Fez said. There was people there in tank tops taking pictures and selfies and laughing and having a good time. Uh, I, I went just to kind of, uh, you know, kind of pay homage to, to that day and everything that happened, and and try to remember, and, um, you know, I got, I got really disgusted and had to leave. I, I might have spent 15 Yeah, I, I mean, and I can't imagine that people wouldn't do that. They're on their vacation. You know what I mean? They're literally on their vacation. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's James. James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. I, I'm kind of shocked that they're fucking charging for this thing. It's not bad enough that we all want yeah, to Yeah, I agree shit. with that. What did it cost you? What did it set you back? Well, we had a we had like went on one of the guided tours, so it was more. Where'd you go? Stub Hub, good, you know, oh, paid a little gosh. extra to get good seats. It was it was too expensive. I think that it should be free. I How think much was it? It was thirty eight dollars per person. Uh, it might have just been for all four of us. Thirty eight. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So do you get credit? Dad, like, dad grabbed the bill. The yeah. What you say? When we donate to the Red Cross after it happened, do we get credit for that? Does, does that come off the bill, or how does that work? Well, Molly, you know, let's face it, Molly's not doing it. It's not her fault. She was just out for, like, a fun family No, day. it wasn't supposed to be a fun family thing. It's supposed to be, we moved here from Westchester. Now, what, what was the guided tour that you needed? The guided tour was of the, like, the larger part of the museum. And then you went into what they call, like, the historical exhibition and the um, memorial hall on your own. Uh, Ralph, Ralph in Delaware, you're on the Run Fest show. Ronnie, another, I got a spy report for you. Okay. Spy report. Another high school shooting in Oregon. Wow, Oregon. I think it's the first time I've ever heard of them being in one, right? I know, but Jesus, more shootings. Uh, what what town in Oregon do you know? Troutdale. Uh, Tr- Troutdale? No, sounds like a very um, P. 
peaceful place. All right, we'll keep an eye on it. All right, there's the regular thing is the kids are walking out with the perp walk where they make the regular kids walk out with their hands on their heads so no one accidentally shoots them. Um, here's Paul. Paul, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how are you, Ron? Hey, what's happening? Oh, so I was uh, a medic at 9-11, and uh, I, I heard you guys were talking about the memorial. I think it's just disgusting. Uh, the tourists that come and laugh and take pictures and whatnot, it really makes me uh, angry. Yeah, you know, I here's the thing, though. I don't know if there's anything that would make us okay with it. Like, if there was no memorial, we'd probably be pissed. Yeah. The fact that there's a memorial, we, we got pissed. But I would just say... Uh, I can't imagine people who were around that day wanting to go for that. It's just insane to me. Here's Chris in Colorado. Chris. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, do you think they saved room down there to build maybe like a, uh, a tower tear or free ball ride? Or maybe oh, Molly. Oh, oh, Molly. No, I mean, it'll, it'll, it's great. That's good shit. Oh, Molly. 866-RON-ZERO-FED. I just think, yes, there are some people who are going to go for the wrong reasons, take pictures, be disrespectful. But if you are a person who wants to go to learn more and to like be in a space to self-reflect, I think that you should be able to go. But why would you need to self-reflect on something you didn't even know about? I did. I mean, I was I was in second grade, but now as an adult, I think that you know, taking more than just like the, my visceral reaction to actually go and learn, I think is a good thing. Um, here's uh, here's Bill. Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, uh, my comment was just uh, I, I I think I agree with. Um, Oh shit! I can't remember her name now. But uh, Molly, ouch! I, I apologize. That's okay. Uh, the commentary, you know, it, it's really about the people that are going there. It's the memorial itself is there for a reason, and for people, you know, like her, she sounds like a very respectful person, and that she, you know, she understands the, you she know, took the, gra- the, the gravity you know. But it's it's the people. It's the people that are going there with the tank tops, taking the pictures. Those are the, you know, that's the problem. But I mean, ironically enough, I mean. The, the freedom and the and all those things that we you know that we stand for I mean that's they unfortunately they have that those rights as well um Brian in Indiana go ahead buddy thanks Ron you know I uh, I agree that we have to have a memorial uh, but you know the gift shop deal selling rescue dogs and uh, little fire trucks and stuff like that. I, Molly came back wearing that. a nine eleven half shirt. Oh, my goodness. And she was going like this. What did I tell you? This new workout's yeah. got my belly so tight, I can't believe it. Uh, well, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here's our buddy Cigars and Scotch. Hey, Scotch. Hey, Molly, did you bring the soda cans? Because on Monday you get $9.11 admission. with these Oh, cans. my God, Is that Molly. true? Yes. Yes, it's a hundred percent true. Um, here's Paul. Paul in Long Island. Hi, um, I'm calling about. Uh, are we back on the World Trade Center? Sure. That's what I'm, what I'm calling about. Sure. Um, I was a first responder. I also spent nine months down there. I'm retired NYPD, and I don't think anyone should have to pay. I think it's absolutely absurd. I agree with whoever said that. It was me. I don't have to pay. First responders don't have to pay. So if that medic out there is listening, you don't have to pay. Go to the website. And you can and you can get a hold of them. You call them after you fill out a form. You go for free, but no one should have to pay. 
for, you know, a, a national worldwide, really, memorial. Number one. Number two, the number two thing is people are going down there and uh, I'm commenting on, you know, people were smiling and taking pictures and all that. Not everyone is going to go down there and be solemn and have a, a sad look on their face. People are on vacation. That's all I got to say. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, see, here's the thing. What is your self-reflection about? Hmm. I guess just trying to imagine, because I barely knew what the world was like before. Yeah. They have, like, especially in the historical part, they have you walking through, like, you know, w- what the morning's news was for that day before and then after. I mean, it changed the world. It changed my life. It changed your life. Just, like, thinking about that. Like I said, on a broad scale, but also, like, from an individual perspective. But you realize that there's not one of those things that you can't learn on the Internet. Yeah. No, I know. But I think just being in that space, it's, like, been very carefully designed to make you, like, think about things in a certain way. Like like, like I said, going through it it's by the hour, basically. It's a tomb. You're going into someone's tomb. Have you ever, you know, people visit the National Cemetery all the time. So your thing is we should just go to graveyards. No, no, I just think that, you know, like, why would you go, you know, to any museum when you could just learn about it on the Internet? I think it's like, you know, being present in a particular space that's been designed for. I will tell you, I've laughed and goofed around at museums, you know. Yeah. And that's what. I I think that this thing is leading up to. I don't know. It's going to be just the opposite of of being attached to something. Um, here is uh, here's Jared. Jared, you're on the Run Fest show. Um, yeah, I, I agree with her. Um, I think it should be a respectful thing when you go, but it should be kind of like uh, like the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. You've got people in place to keep people respectful, and you don't have to really worry about things like that, like Pearl Harbor, uh, that memorial. It's it's a thing where you have people in place to keep people respectful instead of... Do you see who shows up there? They're Japanese people. So maybe one day the 9-11 thing will just be filled with, you know... Well, there there should be people of all kinds teaching their children about what happened and make make you know prevent that type of thing from happening in the future. I uh, think it would here's be- Vega. Vega, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, um, it's just my opinion that it's all about generation. The older generation has always been more respectful. You can always see. I most disagree, of it. man. I I and disagree. Look, I w- I remember being in Washington D.C. when Reagan died, and there was just tons of people lined up to see him. Right, uh, the casket was laid out. You had to wait like hours and hours and hours to get in, but. People were wearing flag shirts and flag shorts, and they were waving flags, and they were like at different times chanting USA. And you're just like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people. I don't yeah. think that they understand what a death is at all. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think, I mean, obviously they went there, so they must have felt some connection with Ronald Reagan, but they were so stupid. In that line, that I'm like, are uh, have we finally fallen off the deep end? All right, let's talk to a real New Yorker about this, and we'll agree to go with this judge, okay? Whoever he says, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. <laughs> I think I know who it is. Who is it? Blowhard. It's Blowhard. Hey, Blowhard. Hey, buddy. Listen, hey. if you guys out there come to our city, we have so much to offer in tourism, so many things culturally. Uh, there's so much in this city, and for somebody who wants to come to this city and va- on vacation, 
and go to a crime scene, to go to a tomb, a scene of horror, a scene of death, it's disturbing, it's tasteless, and it's despicable. That place is holy ground. As a younger man, I worked in that building. Um, on 9-11, I lost one of my best friends in Tower 2. I lost a lot of other people I know of, and to me, if I even drive past it on the, uh, on, on the uh, west side, I, I can't even look. It's just one of the worst days, other than family members and friends passing away, it's one of the worst days of our lives. And to make it into this circus where all these, all these, these rubes are coming with, with, with the cotton candy and walking around, taking selfies, it's a holy place. It's a place where there should not be a museum. And then charging 40 bucks on that holy, sacred ground. And you know, Molly, you're a young, bright girl. There are documentaries out there galore. There are books. There are videos. You don't have to go down there and support that nonsense. You could do your research and see everything you need to see by just reading the, and watching the documentaries. To me, it, to this day, I still think about it, and I, I just get sickened. And when I hear about the admission prices, the gift shop. Yeah, let's get a 9-11 hoodie. Oh, All nice those poor souls who perished that day to make this into a museum and a tourist attraction. You know, if you come in here, go to the Empire State Building, go to the Statue of Liberty, have a great time, hit Broadway, but don't go to this tomb like a rube and walk around and make it part of your itinerary because... Like I said, it's a holy, holy place. It's a crime scene, and it breaks all of our hearts. All right, thank you, Blowhard. Um, let's go over here to Andrew. Andrew, go ahead, pal. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, I want to know if Molly went to that special room where it's 1,600 degrees. Oh. Did you feel like what it's like when the jet fuel is burning? They don't have that, though, because I know they said you could go through it all, the whole experience. I just think, again, I'm just going to say, I think it's on the individual level. Like, you can go, you can be disrespectful, you can treat it like a circus, or you can go and try and, like, understand a little bit better what happened and, like, what types of things people could do to prevent this type of thing in the future. What just, could they do? Just being human to each other. I mean, like, seeing Peace. seeing all of the victims' faces and learning about their stories, like, that, that, could, that could, like, make somebody think a little bit more about how their actions affect other people. And if I think if one person goes and and decides like to to like, you know, to turn themselves around and like to not act violently toward other people, then it it's It sounds like it. what we need to do is bring people in from Arab countries to see the the memorial. I don't think we like Because I don't think there's been a lot of people around here that flew planes to the buildings. You know, we haven't had a lot of problems with families from Westchester flying flying planes to the buildings. I think we're safe from them. I think we're safe from you and your family. And I'm going to give you a pass. I'm going to say you guys are okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, here's Jack Houston. Hey, Ron. I mean, this stuff is not limited to the 9-11 memorial. I mean, you can go to Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas, and see all sorts of people wandering out into the street. Yeah, there. because that's it's a fucking victory for Texas. Was shot. And you see every jerk around the square there sitting there pretending like their rifle is pointing out of the book depository trying to figure I know. it all out. It's, I, I've it's never crazy. been there, and I, I, I wouldn't want to go there. Um, are you familiar with what happened there? I didn't hear what he said. In Dallas, Texas, Daily JFK? Plaza. 
Yeah. Yeah. They make a nice, funny, everyone's doing jokes and, you know, pretending that they're shooting and or they're laying down. Well, I have a question in general. Do you think that it's better to have a museum and to have like some people go and be respectful and other people go and act like tourists? Or do you think that it's better for for there to be nothing and then for for the younger generation to grow up and not understand how important this was. I don't think they understand anyway. I mean, do you do, do you think about when the typhoid fever rushed through the city and where those people were taken? How many people we lost during that? No. Do you think of the uh, fire that started all the unions? What was that? Uh, the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire. The Triangle Shirtwaist Fire. I do think, you know what there is? Have you ever been to that building? Yeah, down in the There's just a little side. plaque. There's yeah. just one little plaque. No one goes up and tries to figure out what it was like to be standing on the ledge. I don't know. I think that like having the space just makes it easier for people to to like to to empathize. I think it's a tourist thing. I think it brings tourists in. As a matter of fact, it tourists came in from all over when it was just a pile of steel down there. And New Yorkers didn't want to have anything to do with it. And then when it was a hole in the ground, tourists were drawn to it. They're drawn to it because they think it's a famous thing. And that they can go back to, I don't know where the fuck, Arizona, Iowa. Oh, yeah, we were there. It was unbelievable. You got to go. You got to go if you get the chance. You got to go to the 9-11s. Um, here's JD in Texas. You're on the run of Fair show. Hey, what's up, guys? First yeah. off, let me say, you know, I'm not going to discredit anyone who was killed on 9-11, but here's my take on this. Thanks for yeah, that, though. You, you, can, you can go to the actual museum or whatever you want to call it. You can go there and you can see what might have happened. But, man, here's your deal, man. People are going to feed you with so much bullshit. In reality, you're not going to know what's truth and what's not truth. Earlier, Molly, you were talking about how, you know, one person can go down there and they might change their mind to be nice to one another, that's not going to prevent war. In 1991, Desert Storm, that actually was created because we were horizontal drilling for oil in Iran. Iran got pissed and attacked Iraq. Mm. The people who have the most oil, for example, the, U I, the U.S., we, I live in Texas. I am in the boom. I am living in the city that George W. Bush was born in. That's where I'm at. Well, I thought he was so, born in um, Connecticut or whatever. Well, he was moved born in Midland, Texas, this is where he's lived. Where he, where he up, has yeah. lived. Where he grew up. There you go. But I'm living in the oil boom. I can see how much oil is coming out of our ground. The United States is the most oil-rich country. But we're using everyone else's. Okay? Not, like I said, 9-11, man. I'm not discrediting people who were killed in towers and everything like that. All the people who were going in there trying to rescue the, the, the victims and all. But here's my deal. Those were not, those were not Iraqis. Those were not Afghanistan uh, pilots or terrorists that were flying into this, man. My take, this is all organized just so we can go back over to Iraq and Iran to take their oil so we can have the most oil and be the most uh, rich in uh, the word I'm looking for. I can't remember, but, you know, we're going to be the most rich country because we have the most oil. We have everything like that. To me, 9-11 is a hoax, man. I'm not discrediting the people who died, but the museum, what you're learning, it's not the truth. It's not the truth. Like you said, you can go on the Internet and look at the truth. Get on the Internet and really search for what 9-11 truly was. That's my take. I think the museum is bullshit. Right. It's discrediting the wrong people. It's attacking the wrong people. But Maybe you know, if, if anything, he went there, he'd feel differently, Molly? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. 
I wish we could have got that school shooter there too. Maybe he'd be nice to other people. Today. I just—that's not really. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if, if it changes your frame of mind for even a second to be able to empathize with other people, like Arabs, Americans, I don't know, like any of the the like hundreds of different nationalities of people who were killed in those attacks, then it's worth it. Mm. Would you go to Baghdad to where we bombed and say, you know, oh look, the innocent kid was killed? Well, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I'm I not allowed you. to go right now. But your dad again? You, <laughs> you're getting some trouble. Were you smoking? No. I. I mean, that, like. Can I ask you a question about? Because I know that you're a very respectful young lady. Thank you. But was your sister texting her boyfriend <laughs> no. and trying to say what's going on tonight? Where's the party at? No. Because your sister's not as respectful as you. I'm definitely the most respectful sibling. Yeah. Your sister likes to get ha. <laughs> That's always her thing. Hi, everyone. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to each his or her own, but I just think, like, for me, it was the right thing to do, and so I did it. Up to that point, you were kind of pro-terrorism. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't wanted... pro-terrorism. I just think, like, you know... Let me see the pictures you got down there. I only took one. All right, let me see it. And I took it outside. I didn't take it inside. Hold on. I can't wait to say it. Were you with your family for this, or is it a selfie? No, it's not a selfie. All right, this is... All right, this is Molly at the 9-11 Memorial, and she's pulled her shirt up. No! <laughs> that's disgusting. No! Honey. It's not okay just because it's outside. Uh, no, it's a picture of the... Of the fountain that they created. Here's uh, David in Tennessee. You're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, Ronnie. I think what most Americans around the country need to realize is, it, you know, it was an attack on America, but it was an attack on New York, first and foremost. And and I, you people just look at it differently. And I learned that about a month, well, about six months after 9-11, I had business in the city, and it was, it was just different there. I, I can't imagine how... How you guys handled that? I, I don't know how you got that city got through it, and I think most of America just doesn't see that, and 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 I and I think most of America has forgotten that day and how horrific it was. I truly believe that for them to pay money to go in and and want to relive that, I don't understand it. Um, the fact of the matter is, the weird thing about it really is a crime scene. You know what I mean? It literally was just like this is a crime scene today uh, that we're seeing in Oregon. And the fact that we haven't stopped the show and we're not all freaked out about it is just how often that these things happen. And there is a tank at the school and no one's weirded out about it. There's guys showing up. Uh, the cops look paramilitary. No one's freaked out about it. It's just something we're more and more used to. So your whole thing about, you know, waking people up just for a moment, the fact that we can sit here and look at that and we're not freaked out yeah. goes to show you how far we are from this, you know, understanding uh, place. Um, Chris, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, how you doing, guys? I was down there uh, a little while ago. They have this fabulous uh, flight simulator game we can try to hit towers and stuff. Molly. It's a good time, buddy. Tell me you're joking. He is. Of Molly, course. tell me you're joking about uh, that. That I'm joking? Yeah. You and your callers. <laughs> 
You had a good time, though? It was fun? No, it wasn't fun. It was... How long were you down there for? We were there for probably an hour and a half. Now, did you use the restroom? No. Because I think that that would be bad. To use the restroom? Yeah. <laughs> good thing I didn't do it. Anyone in your family? <laughs> I think probably one of my parents did. Did your dad drop heat? <laughs> I have no idea. Ugh. Um... You know, it's it's just the strangest thing. Hey, Chuck in Florida. Hi, I just think it's it's terrible. I think it's already gone to crap. I saw the other day my friend Richard was diddling his pecker all over the people in line. Oh, it's disgusting. How could you even say... Richard. Look at the kind of jokes that you're leading to here, Molly. Uh, Your people. My people? Yeah. Where's Big J? I heard he had signed in downstairs and we're waiting for him to come up. Hmm. Um, Paul, Paul, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, what's up, man? Hey. Uh, I could be mistaken, but when I was in Florida, this reminds me of, um, I think it might have been near Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, they have multiple Holocaust museums all over the country and outside the country. They have Wait, there was a Holocaust in Tampa Bay? There in Pearl Harbor, and I, I don't recall anybody, you know, making... You know, it being such a big story as far as people... Yeah, because it didn't happen there. People weren't personally affected in Tampa, you know, by the Holocaust, other than you could say my grandmother or my great-grandmother. But But that's the whole point to me, that it's like a global issue, you know? That there's Holocaust memorials all over the world because it's it was like a a thing that infected affected everybody. But there's Holocaust that go on now, and you're acting like it's not affecting you. We've seen stuff where people got wiped out in Africa. Yeah. So it's not like we sit around and think never again. We just say never again to the Jews. Mm. But when the Tutsis and the Tsitsis were cutting each other's heads off, everyone's like, eh, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? You're 100. And, and, you know, George Clooney uh, puts up his stuff, and everyone's like, oh, get off your fucking soapbox. And there's a Holocaust taking place there now. Yeah. So what are we learning? Oh, it's fun to go to a museum, and it's easy to love people from the past. The difficult thing is to love it as it's happening right now. Yeah. Or else it's just fake. I it's guess the hope fake. is that eventually, like, because these museums exist, we'll, we as like as a as a like a race of human beings will be better able to empathize in the moment as opposed to in hindsight. Like, obviously, it's easy for all of us thirty years down the line to say, "Look how horrible that was," but hopefully, you know, like the the empathy thing will just get hammered into all of us like better. Can I just tell you something? I admire that you that you feel this thing. Thanks. That's good. Thank you. Um, We'll see, though. Yeah. Do you make me believe in the future? Thanks. Fez makes me hate the past. <laughs> um, Matt, Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, Ron. Yeah. Um, you know, the, what I, the way I look at it is, you know, I, I agree with the guy from down in Florida. I, I, I've been to the Museum of Tolerance and saw what happened at the Holocaust. You know, that's one thing. It's not like they built that right on top of Auschwitz. And, like, you know, have people going down to Auschwitz and looking at what happened at these, you know, at the Holocaust. You can go to Auschwitz. It's wrong that it's right on top of 9-11. You know, it's just wrong. It's right there. And the fact that it's underground and those bodies have never really been uh, recovered, it's... uh, Fez, I'm sending something to you that uh, Barry Crimmins sent us to do a plug, so... Okay. Be on top of it. 
Well, well, well. Big J. Okerson. Speaking of national tragedy. He is, you know, here's, here's, here's the tragedy. We expected so much. We expected so much. We had high hopes. Yeah, we did. We had incredibly high hopes. And one thing we didn't count on, laziness. Just pure laziness. Because, you know, sometimes you you do crowd work because you're not prepared. That's, That's what I say. That's generally what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I do crowd work because I don't take the time to sit and write humor. Yes, because you're playing Madden. <laughs> That's right. Well, NBA 2K. I go seasonally. Smart idea. Although, now i got to get a World Cup game immediately. Oh, yeah. The yeah. soccer games, I... Uh, just like real soccer, I can never score. Like it's like it's just never. And like with women. Yeah. <laughs> oh, zinger! <laughs> see, this is see, this is what I consider fun. Yeah. Not sitting around <laughs> going to the nine eleven museum. Uh, Her and her sister were at the nine eleven museum with their parents yesterday. Ooh, then they you get a beer koozie. Yeah. Oh my they, goodness. And then gracious. they went out for barbecue. What did you have? Blue Apron? Uh, no, Blue Smoke. Oh, that's a nice place. It's a good place. What'd you have? I had a, um, I had the seasonal fish. Were you eating your fish like this? That must have been awful, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> what, are they up in the buildings when it hit? <laughs> Here's what got to me. She was in second grade when 9-11 happened. Wow, really? Is that yeah. true? Second grade. You didn't even know what was going on, I guess? Not really. Like, my dad came to pick us up early from school and, like, out Drunk. The- <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> Yeah, drunk. <laughs> and and like all the kids were trying to talk to each other in the hallway, trying to figure out what was going on. We couldn't watch the TV. We couldn't listen to the radio. They just yelled, nothing happened, but dad, parents are going to be here to pick you up. Yeah. It's very uh, chaotic. So you really didn't find out all the things until... Yeah, it was chaotic up there in Westchester. I mean, was it was. It? That, was it's a a that was just... I know. Yeah, I it's know. a commuter town. I Lots understand. of people worked all, down there. I uh, 100% know. Yeah. You got to uh, when you get a chance, you have to ask. Uh, next time Louis J. Gomez comes in yeah. on nine eleven, he was still like selling street team tickets for comedy clubs, and in a panic, he didn't know what to do. He all he had was rollerblades, and he rollerbladed back to Rockland County <laughs> on nine eleven down the highway. Going, over. he said, uh, he said nothing hurts more in the world than rollerblading over the. Do you know when they do those, those grates in the road oh, like yeah. before you get to the toll booth? Like yeah. rollerblading over those, just making his speed legs bumps. rattle. Yeah, not yeah. the speed bumps, though, just like those, like. Wake up. Yeah, wake, yeah, up, they, wake up. Thing. Yeah. Which I wish they, New Jersey Turnpike would have had the uh-huh. other night. No, um, can I say one thing about that? I can get it out yeah. of the way, actually, because I don't want to get too uh, somber or morbid at all. But, like, uh, I wanted to say uh, publicly as much as possible there's, there's even a Facebook page um, saying prayers for Artie, called Prayers for Artie for yeah. Artie Fuqua. And all these social media outlets and things are, are putting a lot of bad information, like, unfortunately, bad positive information out there yeah. um, from people who are actually going to the hospital. Like, we're, we're getting the information from people who are actually going there. And, yeah. like, you know, the best I could tell you is that, like, the, you know, him and Tracy are, Artie and Tracy are both in the hospital because they need to be in the hospital. Right. And, you know, by make no mistake about it, like, uh, stable, but that definitely, like, like, not awake yet. Like, Artie hasn't woken up yet at all. So there's a lot of reports of, Bouncing around and talking and joking and only a few scratches like it's it's yeah it's more serious than that and, and he's and you know I do believe he's going to be okay as well as everything to the best of my knowledge he he is going to recover but it's not you know there's a lot of things so there's so much false information there they they really like the people to shut down those those fake Facebooks I've, I've had so many people send me stuff and it's uh, you wouldn't possibly be able to to keep up 
No, and it's, it's a bummer, too, because when I finally, on Sunday nights, when I kind of got the actual information of where he's at, uh, where Artie and, and Tracy are at, like, in their recovery, and um, it was a bummer because I operated most of, like, Saturday night and Sunday day under the idea that I'm like, oh, I mean, some people were even saying, like, it's like a few scratches, bumps, yeah. broken leg, they're going to be fine. Uh, but even they're even doing some like bad reports, like how bad things are too much. Like Tracy was going to get his leg amputated, which ended up being bullshit, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's tough, man. It was a tough one to get. It's really down in the village. Uh, you know, Artie Fuqua, he's, you know, I call him the mayor of McDougal. Like that, yeah. he was just the host. He really is the heartbeat of like New York comedy as far as that goes. And just, uh, like even with the crowd work show I do, he like runs around the audience and, and has a microphone. He's just like such a, a big personality. It's, it's, this is terrible. Well, the it's other thing part. that was just awful, too, is like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, for a long time, everyone thought, well, we'll, we'll wake up and Tracy will be in the headlines for something, you know. But those guys couldn't have been more responsible taking the limo, <laughs> a great show, everything went great, you know, and it just forces you to see of like, what? You know, what I get curious about with stuff like that is... um. Because Harris Stanton is another comic who was on there who I know very well, too, and Harris walked away with just a broken wrist. And there's going to be such a cash-in payday for this with Walmart and everything for yeah. everyone that did survive. But it's like, what a pay, you know, what's something what some you have to go through to get that. Even, like, Harris who only got a broken wrist, like, you know, a guy died, like, a few feet away from him, which is just crazy. And how do you deal and, with... And then also, I just think about anything where it's like... If somebody had to piss, so they stopped for ten minutes. That's the reason they were at where they were at, or maybe someone should. You know, do you know I mean? There's so many. Well, there's that so many happens. Variables. Like, why were we at that moment at that time? It's yeah, just a crazy and thing. yeah, and how many times did you not get in an accident because you didn't piss or exactly. whatever? Yeah. yeah, or you know, you sneezed and it kept you two seconds out. Uh, you drive yourself nuts doing that. You will drive yourself insane because it is true. There is an infinite amount of possibilities every given moment of every day that's the thing i remember once i had this realization that these people kind of met be before me and they be because of me i kind of introduced them to each other and they had kids and then i started thinking hey if i didn't move to florida then those kids wouldn't exist and that's true of all of us all the time yeah. that there's things that could go back for generations generations all the way to the beginning of time that if all these things didn't fall into play you wouldn't have never even existed yeah or just think of how many things of like people died because they didn't know that they caught a cold on a certain day it it doesn't end yeah, it is. It is it's maddening. <laughs> it is. It will drive you. Uh, and then to sit around and know that you got all those breaks and be bored one day or bitch <laughs> or you know what I mean, like you know what thing uh, is magic. What's crazy about even the situation with that bus, the way it was, yeah, they're doing everything right. It is that um, you know, I, I went on those tour buses before with those when I was on tour with those bands, and uh, uh, like I, we got into an accident, it, it hit a deer was the only thing that happened, right. but. The jarring motion of a, of a vehicle that kind of big, like stopping like that. I remember like everything just flying. It was it was kind of a big deal mm -hmm. in this accident we had. But what's the craziest thing about it is being in a situation like that is you have no, like they they were probably laughing, you know, right? Given they the company, didn't even say coming. Hysterically laughing until that moment, until yeah. it's, it's it's a like a light. Like switch. I said, they had a huge show. They were tweeting out pictures. Everybody was feeling great about themselves. Life was you know. 
perfect. You're doing everything you want to do. Harris used to open for Tracy years ago, and then they uh, he just didn't. Like I, I don't, I thought I don't believe it was a falling out. It was just kind of like you know they both yeah. kind of went different courses, and then uh, he just started going back out with him again. Like just that was like that. I think that was like their second gig back together again. And the reason why he only has a broken wrist is also because of seating where yeah, he positioning to be. exactly. Anybody could have went in any position. What you get is what you get. That, that that becomes a survivor's guilt too. Sure. You know, or a last-minute seat switch. Like, who knows what happened? But it's always funny to me. You know, you hear people who have plane fears and all, but there's nothing in it any more than there is car accidents, and we've all been in some probably pretty bad car accidents. I went through two windshields in my really? life. Yeah. Uh, neither time wearing a seatbelt. Neither time was. One time, I think I went from yeah, I went from the back seat. <laughs> Through the windshield, really? With a, yeah, a friend driving. Another time, I was, uh, and I get in a car now without the slightest nerves or even remembering those situations. And I know, can think back to both those things and remember it like in slow motion. You know? Yeah, it's, it's weird how you get over. That. I mean, I guess like dri- I don't think driving would be because when you're in control of it, for some reason, you feel like. I'll handle the situation if it goes bad, but being a pat I'm I in still, a cab every day. I don't no, put I'm a seatbelt on. I'm, I don't st- give a shit. I'm still terrified of being a. I am. I don't like being a passenger in cars. I mean, I will. I'll do. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't even overthink it. But while I'm a passenger in anyone's car, I'm overthinking the entire. Like you know, I'm staring at everything. Like you don't have to. There's no rush. You know, like <laughs> we don't have to. You don't have to cut people off. Like, put always, on a signal. I'm that guy. Yeah. It's always the funny thing when you're in a car with someone who's pissed at everything, and you're just like trying to tell them, just not a big deal. It's no, we're in nothing. <laughs> says, I nod. Just I chill. nod a lot during the yeah. stories they're telling while they're driving. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then we go, uh huh, uh huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Watch him. Watch him. <laughs> Hold the um, old shit handle. But I don't think any men are really that comfortable being with some in someone else. Like my dad would always come out, even if it was somebody else's car. He said, "I'll drive." <laughs> like <laughs> my uncle's, like lay, lay. Just let I would, me drive. I know, I know how to get there. I would do the same thing. My <laughs> my stepfather to this day would drive like. He lets the car veer completely to the left and then jerks it right. That's his whole process of driving. He goes about a quarter mile, like slowly fading to the left, and then just jerks the wheel over. Right. That's that is his driving pattern. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever been That's a part of. Funny as shit. I've never been I've in, never a, in a in a major. I've been in an accident where, where we got nailed like front to front of cars, but I was fine. But yeah, like Christine, I think like flipped a car or something. Well, like, just, she's had her wild days. Well, she's a girl. <laughs> you know, she's a girl driver. Yeah, you know how they are, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. they're basically <laughs> Asians. <laughs> Have you ever been over to Japan though? I mean, just everyone's just crashing into each other. <laughs> just bumper cars. <laughs> they get in, they start the car and start screaming. That's out. how they get to work though. <laughs> just screaming no. Yeah. Yeah, I I went through. A uh, a windshield. The last one I was in, when I went through the windshield, I'd fucked up my forehead, and the, they told me at the uh, hospital that a lot of people get scalped. It's very easily. It's why they do that. So the top of people's uh-huh. heads come off all the time. So what they did was they grinded uh, my forehead down to all the way down to like a couple layers of skin. They actually put a grinder on it. Uh-huh. And uh, like and a then, grater for cheese? Well, no, it's 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 like you know, it's like extreme rules match. Yeah, but then I had to wear a do rag for a year because I lived in Florida. <laughs> so even when I was outside, why? Well, it's, it's great. This is what I think you did at nine eleven no, Memorial. You laughed at other people's tragedy. 
I have baby skin up here. It's why I have a really nice forehead. I noticed that. Yeah. But a that lot was... of people come up and they'll go, oh my God, that forehead. What are you, 12? <laughs> but that was the day that Indian spirit jumped inside of you. But you this, yeah. You said your Jim Morrison origin yeah, story? Yeah. <laughs> and then the shaman took over my soul. Well, it was really uh, bad at that time. This was part of my dark couple decades. I had a couple decades. I loved the dark lifestyle. So when they <laughs> went... It's a weird hand <laughs> to go a couple decades. Just like, you know, it was a couple decades. It was 25 bad years. <laughs> so when I go and get the... You know, they're going to put a grinder on my forehead. So they're giving me morphine, giving me morphine. And I'm just looking at them. I'm like, yeah, okay, good. So they start to put the grinder on. I'm going to, ouch, ouch. And they're going, you can't be feeling this. I go, I feel it a lot. It feels like you've got a grinder on my head. So I'm going, give me more. They keep giving me more. And the guy's like, you're staying awake a lot through this. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like grinding. I'm like, ouch. And he's like, I go, I'm going to need more morphine. And then he goes like this. Any more and you'll die. <laughs> and he just starts to have a panic attack. But I, I've talked You're about smiling this. and saying ouch. I, yeah, ouch. So, yeah, and like I want to stay awake. I'm not wasting this. <laughs> this is the good time. Okay, why chronic? You junk me up a little more. But I, I found this out too from my uh, recovery stuff. Uh, the dentists know who's alcoholics and drug addicts because they always need more Novocaine. They are always like more Novocaine. Yeah. yeah, the tolerance is just terrible. So you know if you go and say, even though I got Novocaine, it hurt me. You're either an alcoholic or an addict. So face it. <laughs> Those are the only two options. Yeah. but no. This is this is the funny thing for me, Molly. All day long, you tell me how good the memorial is because it makes you feel with people. And then I told you, you got well, my. Yeah, no, I was laughing at the do rag. The yes. image of you in a do rag slays me. Yeah, there's actually even a picture from that time of me and Fez that made the post. Uh, when ONA got fired and they put us in their position, they called this the new dopey and opie and put it on the... Was it the Daily News or the Post? I think it was Daily News. Yeah, and they oh. just went out and found like the dumbest, most embarrassing picture that they could find. Uh, I was... I had my do-rag on... And Fez was somewhat dressed as a uh, a tranny that day. <laughs> and that's how they put us on the Daily News. And the funny thing is, we didn't know it. And people were laughing and talking to us all day. We're like, hey, what are you going to do? We didn't know it was that picture, though. That one picture, I, uh, I used to always, before I ever came in here and met you guys, yeah. The picture I saw was uh, Fez in that Bucks jersey with the hat, <laughs> like a skull cap on. <laughs> I thought Fez was going to be gangster when I came in here. <laughs> that was just that just happened to be taken at the winter. And the funny thing is, there's certain pictures that go around like that. And that was just a picture at Bar Nine, Fez. Yeah, and it just got into circulation. Yeah, you can't stop the fucking internet. I thought, um, I thought Fez was a full blown wigger. <laughs> Do you know that that is still an offensive term? No, is it? Yes. Why? It's wigger. But you know, oh, that's a good wigger. <laughs> Sorry, I like wigro, but I'm old school. A wigro, okay? yeah, I'm old school. <laughs> that's the uh, gets Kurt Metzger's joke, right? Or the, I'm not going to say African Americans. <laughs> he does look like an African American though. Um, did you watch the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing at all? Yeah. Did you like it? Well, I mean, obviously, you can't like the whole show. There was yeah. things that I liked. I thought the Nirvana thing, I thought Joe and Jet was terrible. 
Well, I mean, I what, are you go- what are you going to do? You can't replace Kurt Cobain. It's a tough... But you could... It's. I didn't realize, like, whatever the register his voice is in is very hard to duplicate in any way. Like, they couldn't... A, like, it, she couldn't get low enough, it seemed... To, to to do it right. I thought the Lord girl was good, but I thought Cat Stevens would have blew me away. I thought he was great. Cat Stevens was great. I thought Hall and Oates coming out and, give, and just shitting on yeah. the place. I wish they I wish they did better songs. Hall and Oates. Yeah. I wish they would pick better. I like the She's Gone, but I thought they could have done. I don't even went for Man Eater. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is only guys from our fucking yeah. area. Out of touch, maybe. <laughs> maybe out of touch. <laughs> we'll have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I like Lion Mane, But Darryl I thought Hall. right away of Daryl just going, where's all the Philly acts? Oh, yeah. He's like a man. Stylistics, you where's, cunts. <laughs> where's the Delphonic? <laughs> Howard Melvin and the Blue Notes. And people go, who? He just has to, he just tries to keep his black, uh, his black uh, credibility up. That's what yeah. it is. He tries. <laughs> uh, what else was good? Oh, the E Street Band was fucking... Uh, Tight when Bruce kind of broke down and was like, uh, "This is my fault that it took these guys so long to get in here." You know, <laughs> I'm gonna say something sacrilegious to anyone who's even driven through Jersey before. Fast forward right to the E Street Band part. You don't even watch it. I think here's what I acknowledged. I went, "Man, Bruce Springsteen always looks good," and then yeah. I just moved on. I just, uh, I, fifty guys on stage. It was like the White Wu Tang Clan. I was confused. <laughs> First of all, they were around before the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. So really, Wu Tang is white East Street. I call them the Black East Street Band. <laughs> <laughs> hey Wu Tang, yeah, yeah, pretty good act. I liked it better when it was called the East Street Band. <laughs> That's never been said out loud. No, it hasn't been, particularly since none of them play any instruments. They should go. How many buses would it be if they went on tour together? <laughs> to me, when you see a rapper with you know that many people, it's like if a comic went on stage taking twelve people. Doesn't it's, it's not fucking needed. I, I saw. Uh, Man, talk about uh I'll come what, on stage as your hype man if what, you need me to. Could you could you flavor <laughs> flavor for me? Yeah. Um talk about uh yeah, what a wee girl I was uh yeah. growing up. I went to the uh what was uh, Rage Against the Machine and Wu Tang Clan opening for them years ago. Wow. And uh, I watched Wu Tang Clan horrible. Too many guys on stage, no one was doing it. They were all just smoking weed and no yeah, one really and did anything. Went, you yell. And then I left. I was like, let me beat the traffic before oh, Rage Against the Machine comes out. <laughs> oh, God. Then they broke up and I was like, I'm not into Indians. And then I just moved on. And then, you know, years later, I was like, oh, I, I love these Indians. <laughs> I, I could have been at these, a historic show. Yeah, these Indians wail. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me get my Chevette at a hawk here before. Uh, <laughs> what did you think, Molly? Put up the logos of Wu Tang would help us get through this? <laughs> There's no I was reason. At a loss. There's, there's no reason for Just that jog whatsoever. Jog your memories of something. Oh yeah, Wu Tang. <laughs> oh, I got you now. Oh, the Wu Tang Clan. Got it. Mm-hmm. And Fez wants to plug everything that needs to be plugged. Yeah, this is um, for Big J. For Big J. Oh, for Big J. Big J can be seen at the Atlanta Punchline this Friday through Sunday. That's June 13th through the 15th. You can get tickets at punchline.com. Big J is going to be at the Stress Factory. That's tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Get tickets at stressfactory.com. And, of course, there's a Legion of Skanks podcast found on cavecomedyradio.com and iTunes. Um, Eric, Eric, you're on the Run Fez show. Hi, I just had a question for Big J. Go ahead, buddy. I'm a big fan of yours, um, and I know that you were getting some inside info on uh, Tracy Morgan, and I think he's probably the best stand-up out there today. And I was just wondering if the, the rumors are true that 
people were doodling their peckers on him in a festival. I didn't hear what he said. Oh, I couldn't understand. I think he tried to have like a... He chuckled funny, through it, though. Yeah, I think he tried to have like a... <laughs> A good joke to do. I love this the, cadence. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of it, uh, he just fell apart Cracked completely. Up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a quick question. <laughs> who's, that, <laughs> who's on the phones over there today? It's uh, Chris. Chris, for the first time I've had like that kind of a phone call, and it's not even an intern on there. It's you. What's happening? What happened with you, pal? Bad judgment. <laughs> Boy, when you know that people don't want to be on the air when they just do the shortest possible things. I have um, a team of guys who want to yell out half sentences. And a lot of times they do it even at the same time. Well, they're all jumping together and just, ah, 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 ah. So bad judgment is what that was. All right, you got something that Barry Crimmins sent us, uh, Fez? Yeah, this have is. Have you had a chance to put it together? He wants to do a plug? Um, yeah, so this is for Joe Yannity. Um, it's a benefit for him to support him. It's happening Wednesday night at Davis Square in Boston. That's a night of comedy for Joe Yannity. Who's all going to be there? Uh, let's see, Lenny Clark, uh, Barry Crimmins is going to be there. Um, it's look at, like uh, Tony V, Mike McDonald, Joey Carroll, Jack Lynch, Emily Singer. And musical guest Davina uh, Yannetti, that's Joe's uh, niece. All right, so um, take it from the top. Where and when is this? This is going to be at Davis Square Theater this Wednesday night in Boston, a night of comedy for Joe Yannetti. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, what are we waiting for Dan St. Germain to step in? Oh, he is here. Just, got, just came outside. Okay. Uh, let's uh, bring him in. He's got a brand new album out. He came through the regular like booking department thing today, right? Yeah. Yep, that was through the talent department, through Laura. Oh, he's gotten good reviews. Hey, Dad, hey. Hey, that was the douchiest thing. Really <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Good to see you. Hey, it's you. Hey. Dan St. Germain comes in just already bragging about reviews. Ah, bragging about was... reviews. Oh, oh boy. No, what? You... That was like the subtle brag. No, it was just like this Pace Magazine thing. So, no, he was asking about this one thing. and that, You should that, be happy with it. He your... wasn't asking. Nobody you were just offering anything. it. I was just like, <laughs> hey, Dan. Like, Jermaine, like, two good reviews. Like Pace my, magazine. Mom's, uh, my mom's really sick, and I'm like, great reviews. Man. <laughs> you know, my cheer up says this one reviewer from Pace Magazine. My album, my new album. <laughs> so the album is out bad at the good times. Yes, that's sad. It's a sad statement. Yeah, I guess it's. Uh, I guess it's kind of sad. What's going on? I'm all right now. I'm better. Oh, I think I'm oh, okay good. now. Oh, I don't know. When's the last time I was here? Was that March or April? It was a while ago. Were we was it just February? Yeah. When was it? I think it was March. It was March. Yeah. I think right after I a week later, me and my lady broke up. So that was kind of sad. But and then best week ever got canceled. But now you know yeah. things are pretty good now. Now you got the good reviews in. Right. Well, yeah, the two. Yeah. What happened with you and your chick? She got a job in San Fran, so okay. she just left. You know, good for her. It was a Google. That's, great. That's a great way to break up. Right. Yeah. It was good. It was like it's way better because she's just 
gone. She's gone, and it was like an ending. Oh, that's great. And it was the closest that I'll ever come to the end of Shakespeare and Love Jam. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm laughing like I saw that. <laughs> I well, mean, it was like, uh, yeah. yeah, we just were like, I still love you, and all right, goodbye. Yeah, that's the best kind of breakup. First of all, it isn't your fault. No. Which is terrific. Well, that's when I, you know, I cheated on and went to rehab, so right. this is a big step up. But did you blame your problems on her? Like, I had to cheat and do drugs because of you? No. Okay. No. You stayed up front about it. I pretty much stayed up front. I begged yeah. her to you take me back. Because I think I it's... Yeah. <laughs> it's your fault that I had sex. I forget if we could... We Why do you make me do Yeah, this. you're allowed yeah, to yeah, curse. Yeah. I think most guys break up in a way of finally getting the girl to break up with you. Instead of saying, this is... I think I did out. that a little with the last. Not really, yeah. though. I, I don't know. I'm, you know, like, was that in The Departed? I'm Irish. I can't end shit. So, right. You know. But it was a pleasant, like, I love you, I love okay. you, goodbye. Yeah, I mean, it's still sad. I, I mean, the perfect is I hate you, and you're going away. Right. Yeah, there's another girl who's, uh, I mean, I haven't had a girl who, like, cared about me that much. Who's was that hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so that could be uh, it. That could be it. As far you as you know. I mean? Anyone can get a cool? pig to love them, take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> Some slob. Just do all your shit but for you. You know what's great about that is at least the I'm pressure's off. like 70-year-old Dominican woman now. <laughs> you are lucky to have me! <laughs> Daniel, I make your bed. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she, like, See, that is true. Beans. That's why I think a lot of guys go for, you know, the fresh in the country Asian or Eastern European. Asian. You, you know, yeah. you know, it was great. Uh, a buddy named Jay, little Jay, actually. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and uh, his brother uh, was in jail a lot. <clears throat> and then, uh, w- but like, they were, we'd go visit him once in a while, and we'd go with this girl. I mean, I can't remember her name, but she was just immense. Just <laughs> huge and horrible looking and w- right. just grotesque. But. When you're in jail, she's a girl that she'll go there every day. That's great. And, like, you know, put money in it on his books so he can buy whatever. And, you know, I guess try to give him, like, you know, guest room hand jobs or whatever. But Uh it was like, and she would just, like, you know, every time she would hear something, he goes, They're being so mean to me. She was crying for him all the time. And, you know, as soon as he got out, of course, he he just left and went to Florida or something. And left her and I'm like, Of course. Because it it worked in that thing. But I think it's also great. It's like if you get that overseas chick, you know, she's from Asia something and then she thinks you're smart because you know how to buy hot dogs you know what I mean? like, right. we get this at the store you know everything about you is so godlike she tries to pay for point. a hot dog and you're like no no too much but you still make her pay brilliant uh, just teach her genius and brilliant well that guy from the west memphis three he like ended up like one of the people who was saying like like who's like we amnesty amnesty for these guys he ended up hooking up with her and marrying her and she was cute too yeah yeah, they came she in. Was real cute. I oh, find they that bizarre. Yeah. They both came in. Yeah, they both I don't came think in. He sh- would have pulled that without being in prison. Actually, you know, he's got a whole weird air about him, though. You know what I mean? Like, like I think he did it. No, I'm just- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know you know what's weird? I, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't think they did it. However, I've watched documentaries recently. Actually, just the kind of things like he did act kind of weird during this whole thing for someone who didn't do it. Right. But even that said, uh, I still find that chick bizarre. Really? You know, I watch the documentaries, and I hear she goes, I was just so taken by his thing. And I'm like, I guess getting behind a cult, but I promise you, if you just dig a little bit in her, there's some kind there's of like, something. the but guy th- before him, like, hit her, or something like that. Yeah, right. but that's so, with most, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, why well, would you go for such a, uh, 
Like, why would you be so attracted to such a ridiculous situation that may, he may have never gotten out? All right, but don't you turn around and look at and see like a lot of girls that date comics, and you're like, what? Sure, you know, like absolutely. But, but a guy who's locked away, and getting uh, same, you know, and then comes out dressed the like same the same amount of pain, <laughs> the same amount of pain. Yeah, <laughs> the girl. Uh, it's always great when a girl dates somebody terrible before they date you. Is that you get so much allowance? You know, it really yeah, sucks like to be that terrible guy before the one they find yeah. a good guy. The girl I was dating, like, she was dating like a, a guy who was still married, but he was like uh, in an open relationship, and she, like, the woman was like really sick. It was like the most messed up. Uh, but uh, you know, I don't know. It made me look great. It, you felt better about it. But it's yeah. always a great, like, if you have to, like, run into your chick's ex somewhere and then stand in between them. Like, dude, it ain't going to happen again. Uh. <laughs> you're not touching her again, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was if you're bigger than her, if not. It's yeah. really weird the amount of pain that is yeah. out there from relationships. I met uh, my... Ex is my daughter's mom. I met her new boyfriend this last weekend for the first time. Is that very, tough? Her, it wasn't tough for any reason where it's like he's bone and I don't care about that, but just like it's so weird. Like I just met him, my daughter's met him a gazillion times. You know I what I mean? Right. So, like, so we just both had like the hey, what's up? Because all right, <laughs> it's kind of like went went all right, right, you know, right. very quickly. Went off. I try to walk and look a little cooler than I probably am. You're walking out with my chest down. Like, I'm a pretty big <laughs> dude, good looking. <laughs> so some dad. Let me put a wad of cash and throw it down for the pizza yeah. you guys are eating. Hey, you guys, this one's on me. This one's on Big TV J Ogerson. I don't ever, yeah, I know. I don't know whether you ever saw that DJ on Louie. Um, that's me. Hey, I recognize you. you. I recognize you. Were you on the set of Louie when I did it? Wait, I think we have we met before when I was doing those big shows at Sydney Opera House. No, okay, all right. All right I'm gonna take off then. Uh, did you see that Pat Oswald video he just released, which was uh, name dropper? Uh, yeah, oh Pat Oswald, who reviewed my album very well. Uh, he like he does this thing where he wants to meet his internet trolls or something like that. With the people, and he gets there instead of them being like you know instead of them looking like me and Jay, it's all these like doctors and all these millionaires, and then they're like they're just like oh yeah, this is my beautiful family. We're actually in the Peace Corps, so he's not able to. I forget how that had to do. With Are the trolls the ones that like shit on you? The internet trolls, yeah, They're the ones that that, that like shit all over you. Yeah, yeah. Now Pat just went off the grid. He just did this thing where he's for taking, three months. Yeah, this summer off. He's not tweeting. He's not Facebooking. Uh, very little Pinterest and hardly any Instagram. He's just really... <laughs> but he's LinkedIning a lot, right? Yes, okay. LinkedIn, because that's good. You know, I'll up your link if you... What do you do? You're supposed to favor people? Yeah. On the LinkedIn? Yeah, you link them in with you. Yeah, I don't belong to anything. It's networking, but you're supposed works. to say I like what they do. Uh huh. And then, and then when they update their profile, you have to accept that because they've. It's the emails will say check out their new level of skills. <laughs> you have to oh accept my- that. <laughs> so and so got a job at Twain Reed. Like I won't accept that. <laughs> I'm not prepared to accept that. <laughs> I think you could do better. Yeah. Yeah. I Reed. can't believe how much you, your career is falling. Come on, off. lady I met once. You could do better than that. <laughs> you get invited on LinkedIn. Please accept my invitation. <laughs> so, Dan uh, St. Germain, new album, Bad uh, at the Good Times. Yeah. Maybe the saddest title of anything I've ever seen before. And you, your podcast uh, well, is my Originally, it was Doc Cow Boogie. So, I think we've gotten a little bit better. <laughs> they went up a little more <laughs> yeah. to that. But, uh, have you you found a new chick? You're dating? What are you doing? I mean, I'm dating, you know. Yeah, but not... Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm out in two months. I'm leaving for L.A. in a month and a half. You Can't move? keep this train down, Jay. You moving? Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. What part? I don't know yet. I'm staying at downtown for a month, and then I'm going to figure it out. 
Yeah. What about you? You ever make the L.A. Uh, move, Jay? Move? No. I've, I go out there a couple times a year, but no, I can't go out there. It's like it's very well having a daughter too is like tough. Like they're not going to move to L.A., so it's like it just makes that like a ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> maybe with the new guy. Maybe he'll maybe the new guy will get out like, there. What do you? What's your plan for L.A.? Or just... I don't know. I mean, I uh, you know I'm, I'm working on something out there for a little bit, but I, I really have no idea what I'm doing out there. You know. So, that's I mean, I'm working on something, so that's yeah, good. I'm that's not just good. like coming out and with my guitar, right. like Heather Graham you and Bulwark. <laughs> you know, you're on a one man mission to bring back best week ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it right to like Hollywood. The, like the West Memphis Three, like I have signs yeah. in front of. Tell you to meet your girlfriend, your crazy girlfriend who supports your cause. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, she was a really great girl. She yeah, was she was great. Really great. Can girl. we get this ex to move down? She's in San Frank. We got her to move down. Uh, she really so cute. Crazy heart theme music. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, so I, I'm going to work on this script thing and uh, for somebody, and then you know I'll to do spots and stuff. Okay, I'll be out here. I'll be out here in September, and then I'll be out, and I'll probably spend all month of December here. But you don't want to be gone, gone. Yeah. You don't want to jinx anything by telling us what's going on either. I can't yet, but yeah. you know, let's right. just say it's a big one at the Oxygen okay. Network. Okay, all right, no, let's just not. put this out here and just to Steve Martin, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Steve Martin is involved. Yeah, Steve. I was going to say, say two words: four amigos. And I'm just going to leave it on go. the table. I, I would go guys, in a heartbeat. You guys year. haven't seen Mackay Pfeiffer in a multi-camera comedy, but. It's it's gonna be pretty sweet, Aaron. <laughs> That's good news, though. Yeah, That's good so news. The only thing is exciting. You haven't made a move like that in a while, right? Just to move get like out. That? Yeah. No, I just the Philly to here was the only one. That I was like, a I like deal. a new city thing. You yeah. know, you gotta leave good. before just all of comedy becomes guy code. And you, it's slowly happening. <laughs> yeah. I think, just I rename the, everybody made fun of alt movement for a while, but now the new movement is just like code, guy code, girl <laughs> yeah. code. Once the uh, once the average uh, pant waist size of comedy becomes thirty two, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> guy code. With the thirty two waist are there is all you can buy in comedy pants? I'm out of here. <laughs> this is the way a guy's got to behave. Uh, it's good to live by a code. A code yeah. of guys. Yeah. yeah, there's the samurai code of honor and then guy code. No. Here's the way guys got to behave. Get your arms waxed before you show your girl what's what. <laughs> so um, you could be doing this. I don't know why I'm not on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we could Broke do Jake code. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a hard couple weeks. I still miss Samantha even though she's dead. Yeah. yeah. PH1 won't hear my wine drinking fat guy code. <laughs> they don't even want to hear it. <laughs> Broken down drifter code. We should pitch that. Broke, yeah. I don't know, man. Just actually, we should make that short. Yeah, that would be great. Just give me a warm spot to pull over. What's we leaving the toilet seat up? Toilet seats. <laughs> well, Richie Rich, look at you. Whoa. So let's get into this. If it smells good, lick it. Eight six six. fans. Outdoor, indoor plumbing. I ain't paying for that. Why would I get a TV when Starbucks has Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> well, now they got girl code too. They moved into girl code. Right, huge, yeah. gigantic. Now they'll end eventually. Everything does, doesn't it? Oh, let's hope so. 
Hopefully the whole thing will all shut down. Just, oh, for the whole shit house. <laughs> <burns down. laughs> I don't think we're going to do that well in the apocalypse. You don't think so? <laughs> no. Guy code? That'll live. No, that Cockroaches and guy code is the only thing that's going to survive. <laughs> you don't think there's a lot of room for comedians in the apocalypse? It's no, just, uh... I'll be currency. My butthole will be currency. You know what no. I mean? I'll be traded for a pack of cigarettes. We're going to be the MCs for Thunderdome fights. Yeah. Look at this jerk off. When his, is he wearing half tires as body armor? What a jerk off. <laughs> oh, back to giving hand jobs? <laughs> you know, it's going to be that. I mean, there's no way we're not getting, uh, our bodies aren't getting raped during the apocalypse. Uh, yeah. There's no way. I think I it's going to be more like food. Just food. Just we're going to be food? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you know, the, the 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 whole thing of just knowing the apocalypse, the good thing is knowing you don't have to pay your MasterCard bill. You know, there's <laughs> right. got to be positives. Like, see, I'm glad yeah. I didn't go to college. I'm glad I didn't pay off a student loan. So there's got to be plenty of that. Now, you you a soccer guy at all with the World no, Cup? You don't give a really. shit. You sports at all? Yeah, I like football. Now, football, here's a great story. The Jags have announced... At their stadium that they have trouble filling, the Jaguars are now going to have pools and cabanas. Nice. Because watching a game isn't enough. They're going to have pools? They're going to put swimming pools in the stadium and then some cabanas so you can watch the game. As if we weren't getting close enough to be in the Roman Empire just, as it yeah, was. <laughs> that's like that's like WNBA stadiums putting in Tori Amos listening stations. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is like that is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's really crazy. Really, they're gonna remove seats to do that? They don't have to. There's plenty of seats open. <laughs> put them right on top of the People are just gonna chill out in pools watching yeah, the game. Yeah, well, it's already. I think. Fez, don't they try to put tarp over there? Yeah, their upper deck. Or is completely closed off. But also, the end zones are closed off, and that's probably where they're going to put them, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they put those, like, uh, teal tarps around so that it doesn't look so much like it's closed off. It just tries to blend in well, with now, the rest of the empty seats. Now it's going to be pools and uh, cabanas. A cabana seating. Yeah. Jacksonville's one of the worst towns in America, I feel like. Why would you even say one of? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, just a divorced woman is the state bird. <laughs> no. It is just a cigarette. <laughs> cigarette. Well, the, uh, and the, an thing, OTB. the thing about Jacksonville is, like, it's one of those places, like, Florida doesn't really accept them, and then Georgia right. doesn't want them. So they're not even, like, tropical enough to be Florida. They never should have got a, a team. It's just wet yeah. and damp. I, uh, you know what's weird about the cabanas and the pools? Watch, it, Doesn't that seem like... Maybe this is very me, but there's like I could I can't do certain things in certain like states of dress. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I would never like when I come out of like the shower if I'm listening to music, I never want to hear like grinding heavy metal while I'm naked and you know like lotioning up my ball bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, when I did those uh, heavy the heavy metal cruise shit yeah. that I do. Oh yeah. One of the funniest things is the deck stage, and there'd be like you know. Just some band up there, like just like going hard, like, you know, like corn or something, and playing hard. And they just look behind you, and it's like a hot tub with like a four hundred pound lady with back knee, and like you know, her toothless husband wearing like you know, in the hot tub wearing like a Dale Earnhardt Jr. t shirt, yeah, yeah. and they're sitting there watching and nod their head like in a hot tub, and you're like, this doesn't seem like the right vibe for what's happening Where's in the, the room. Jimmy Buffett's, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a Jimmy Buffett situation if ever. Yeah, I can sit in a hot tub and watch Jimmy Buffett live. Yeah, if you're wearing a it's five p.m. somewhere shirt, you only get to listen. 
listen to Jimmy Buffett. In fact, I would prefer to listen to Jimmy Buffett in the pool. I'll wear goggles and go underwater so I can't hear it and look for beaver poking out of the sides of underwear. <laughs> you went way deep with that. It was so, I said it so fast and without a break that you think I thought of that a long time ago. <laughs> You're talking about Ray Fines and Ray Dragon. It was like that sort of fastness. We're playing a little uh, Jimmy Buffett. Is that a fence? Yeah, a little Buffett coming through. Where are you going, fence? Oh, cheeseburger. Because that's the only thing that uh, Chris knows by him. I think we still even have a Jimmy Buffett station on Sirius, right? Yeah, you can yeah, do Mark 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 yeah. yeah, I listen to it sometimes. He can print money, that guy. He has turned maybe three songs into an empire. It's right. pretty amazing when you think about Isn't it. Isn't it like almost like... It's novelty, though. Like everyone laugh. Like no one even knows who they. Yeah. They, they go to. His, it's like a, don't it's like, tell it's that like, to my like uncle, a, man. It's like a, <laughs> you know I mean? Maybe maybe uncles like. <laughs> yeah, I think every uncle likes but there's Jimmy 20, Buffett. There's like twenty two year olds that, that camp out all day to go to his like. Right. Because it's just like novelty of a like, getting right. wasted. It's frat guy doing balloons. Too, yeah. Yeah. It is kind of, but it's older frat guys. Like I used to be in a frat. You know, I work on Wall Street, but trust me, on the weekends or when I go to the Caribbean, <laughs> forget it, man. I'm a nut. I break out these Birkenstocks. Someone's getting fingered in a Camaro. <laughs> is that another one you had planned? Or is, is, these are so fast. Now that one just, I'm a vessel. That one just came through me. Just yeah. a vessel. You're doing like the Lord's jazz, work. Jay. Riffing for the Lord. Riffing for Jesus. Plug away, Fizz. Big Jay Okerson's here. He's going to be in Atlanta at the Punchline this Friday through Sunday. That's June 13th through the 15th. Go to thepunchline.com. Stress Factory tomorrow night at 8 p.m. And Dan St. Germain is here. The brand new album is out. Bad at the Good Times. Now available on iTunes. And he's got his podcast, My Dumb Friends. That can be found on allthingscomedy.com. And I understand the reviews are just amazing. <laughs> just amazing. I really wish I had said that in front of that open door. That is just the douchiest. I think it was. I think move. put it out there. I, I don't know about that. I think you would, even if the reviews were That's bad, you would come in. There's like like comedians on Twitter. Like, I don't know what it is, but like, re- like keep like retweet. I understand. I, I retweet like if it's a reviewer, but yeah. if it's like a good, it's just a compliment from some guy who's at your show, and that's all you do. Like, dude, you were mad funny last <laughs> night, and then you retweet it. The guy's got like ten followers. It doesn't oh, even make any sense. I always sense. love. I, I like doing the retweet, and then people are like, "Why don't you?" Stop retweeting people saying positive things about you only. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do. People actually say that yeah. to you? Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know what to do with Twitter. I just like, <laughs> if I think of something that's funny to I say, I'm always like, like I'll try it later on stage. I've if, never like, if it's once a day, yeah, you're right. If it's like once a day, it's fine. But if it's like every, like I know guys who do it every 10 minutes, they retweet their compliments. I mean, that's like crazy. Well, what else are you supposed to do on there, though? Are you supposed to do jokes? I think do jokes for people. I mean, publicize stuff. You are supposed to promote yourself. I'm having a hard time getting past the way Dan says retweet. Retweet. It's not like it's retreat. Yeah, (laughs) retweet. I'm gonna get on that and start retweeting. Do I have to retweet myself again? <laughs> Don't make me retweet myself, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. Don't make me retweet, you cocksucker. <laughs> All right, uh, Amy Schumer's show uh, picked up again for another season. So Metzger gets another year. Could it's Metzger. Metzger. Yeah. Uh, but the show, it was a really, really great show this year. Yeah. Really, really good uh, stuff on there. Amy's on fire. And she's great because she uses all the New York guys and stuff. So she uses everybody, but yeah. uses them well. Yeah. Really uses them well. No, absolutely, it's great. 
The thing with her and Colin Quinn stuck in an elevator this year was one of the funniest. I felt like just fucking mailing it over to Saturday Night Live. You know what I mean? Like, here, it can be done. You don't have to make everything a game show. You can actually sit around and write sketches. Uh, what about the Comedy Underground? We heard anything yet? No, not to the best of my knowledge, no, nothing yet. But I, I feel good about that. I mean, that show... People loved it, man. They you know, he sent me yeah, a chocolate. Great. He sent me a chocolate basket. Uh, yeah, I do know that. <laughs> the basket was not chocolate, but there was chocolate there was inside chocolate the inside. basket. Yeah, and uh, I think a hundred comedians have done this show, and I only got one gift sent after the fact. Who was he? I think he was trying to murder Fez. That was, was the plan. <laughs> that was the final thing. Did you eat any of it? Yeah, you were eating some. Yeah, I had a piece. Yeah, yeah. of course. I I can't pass up a chocolate basket from David no. Tell. Uh, we were in the weirdest conversation yesterday with Fez, because Fez, is, he thinks differently than most people. Uh, didn't decide that he was gay until, you know, much later in his life. So we got into this conversation asking him if he masturbated to women or men when he was a young guy. And he said he didn't really at all. He would just count the number of strokes that he had <laughs> trying to set new records. And my feeling was... Trying to set new records of, of low? Like trying to get less strokes? Or trying, trying to set a record to get more. He was trying to hold out more. Yeah, Apparently he had a buildup of cum that was amazing. Wow. You masturbated the same way Rain Man did. <laughs> it's more Rain Man than we want to believe even. It's like my OCD of counting steps. But I thought it wow. would be impossible. To do that, and you said, what was your all-time low? What was your all-time high? Um, low was, I got, it was like, maybe 17 was a low. Impossible. 17 strokes. And, and you were just going like this, just like do the impression without touching your dick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's like then, the worst production of Guys and Dolls I've ever seen. <laughs> He's got a lot of references, our Dan. Dan has a lot of references. Dennis Miller of our generation, and they go guys. from all different places. But I think it's impossible not to picture something, look at something, oh, yeah. fantasize. Just... On the sensation My. while you count. And what was the one, yeah. what most? What was the most? I remember when I hit 100, it was a really big deal for me. That I had gone to 100 strokes. And I even remember that because I was like speeding up the count. It was like 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. Uh, and I just wanted to yell out 100 before I went. No, I, I went. Is the word <laughs> did you used. make? It's <laughs> the, uh, so fucking, did you make in there? It's so retarded. Before I went. My just my, I'm impressed. If I could finish jerking off in 17 strokes, the amount I would have a TV show. It would be fucking phenomenal, right? <laughs> I'd have so much more accomplished in my yeah, life. Yeah, because right. your fucking brain is so rotted out and destroyed, where oh. he's just fresh like a peach, that if it's just touched, juice will come pouring out of him. Yeah, not only That's can, so sensitive. Not only can I do it just accounting, I literally need... Vile videos. Yes, of course. So, because you've been normal stuff anymore. No. What's the last one you masturbated to? Last Wait, video. This is this is not a good one, guys. I literally called this out to somebody the other day. This is what is it? I thought it was going to be just all right. You know when you're on your porn hunt, yeah, through your jerk, you have ones you're like you kind of have your standard. You're like, well, if worse comes to worse, I could finish to this video. I know yeah. this video; it's a good one. But you kind of go and see what else is out there, and Hoping. I finished to. And I'm not proud of this, although it is funny enough to say out loud. Uh, hot chicks 
sitting on other hot chicks' faces and farting in their noses. Okay. I thought it was going to be novelty. Wow. When I finished, yeah. I was ashamed of myself. So I you really, that really did it for you? Or was it just like you were jerking off from the last one and it just came out on this no, one? No, no, I wish it was that. No, it was long. I skipped. I skimmed through it. Oh, my God. Went back a little bit. It's brutal. Finished to it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm into that. I think you are. I guess I am. I mean, I, what am I'm going to argue with you. I just told you. I'm still <laughs> using Camille Rouge pictures, so I'm not <laughs> fucking attacking anyone. You know, I'm not saying, you know. But see, could you imagine how far you have to go now? And Fez counting and then thinking it's 100 before he went. It, to me, now, I put Chris on this last night, and I said, you had to run a batch. You could not think of anything. Just a stroke. Let's. I don't know yet. Let's figure out how many strokes you think it, it took Chris before he went last night using the Rain Man count that Fez has invented. Now, what do you think, Jay? How, how many, many strokes would it take? How many strokes without looking at anything, fantasizing? Yeah. And if it did, he had to go back to the number. I mean, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I'd say a couple, 300? I don't, no, don't say yet. Dan, you got to... Yeah, I'm going to go 200. See, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to say 770. I'm going to say you almost stroked your cock <laughs> raw because I don't... I don't know how long it would even take you to get hard just to count. 70? Yeah, I'm going to go 770. You might as well have Shelby come in and Indian burn your dick. I'll tell you right now. My dick's killing me and my wrist is killing me at 816 strokes to actually go. Went before you went. Before I but went. don't you? Uh, it was horrible. Uh, I don't know how anyone could because I, I was just counting the numbers in my head, which was a good way to, to blank the brain out from thinking of porn or whatever. Right. And it does. It works, but it was horrible. It was a terrible That's experience. That's what I'm saying. It's like I, I don't know how do you eventually go. <laughs> the, the, the pretense of way of went. Yeah. Uh, how do you, if you're only counting, what's just just physically? If you pump your dick enough, yes. you'll go. There's a, a milked dick <laughs> sensation. But even if you're, let's suppose like you were trapped and forced through a glory hole, right? Uh. You would still probably be fantasizing about whoever was jerking you off. You wouldn't be able to just go by on sensation. That's the weird thing. We're going just straight sensation. In a, in a pinch? At staying at my mom's house a few years ago, I think I jerked off like a Skinamax, and I was angry. I was I couldn't. I, I need something. I, 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 I almost believe I just would give up at, until you can't my, when think my about dick hurt. Like times you hooked up with somebody else. I could, I think that I think that would take a lot of strokes, though. I need really? to at this point. See, now. what would you have done if you were you know born in the eighteen hundreds? Jerked off to drawings of some sort. <laughs> That you yourself made. Myself, yeah. You made them yourself. I'd have a yeah. I'd have some. I'd have a feather pen and an yeah. inkwell. Beautiful. And and pages. Just like yeah. just sticks with two like melons on it. <laughs> I need a lot of ink for those big old timey beavers. <laughs> God, that must have smelled. Everyone must have smelled so bad then. Yeah. You know. I. Uh, I I'll tell you a smell story happened. This was so upsetting. I was on the uh, Long Island Railroad yesterday. Yeah. And I wanted to plug my phone, and so I. It was an empty cart, completely empty cart coming from Long Island, but I sat in the back seat because it has the plug for right. my phone, sitting behind two old people, an old couple, and then I, one of them 
just started ripping farts, uh, and it was putrid. Like it was that putrid. And so at one point, I just got up and I, I went and I stood up for like the last like twenty minutes of the train ride. Smelled it all night. All, I, I, like it was in my clothes. Yeah. I think. And I and as a fat guy, I get so insecure that I'm like, is it me? Was it me the whole time? <laughs> right. I think it was, uh, it, you know, usually it is the fat guy. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. like, like, the fat guy always gets. What do you think I'm for? Well, you, see, you eat a lot of food, <laughs> oh, and it comes out of your ass. And, and I always like, uh, yeah. but even that, I just, just I always think that if there's any kind of smell, they're always going to assume it's me. So I'm already prepared with like, uh, a th- you know, if we smell something, I go, oh my god, I haven't smelled anything that bad. Like um, the other day, I took a shower this morning, and I was yeah. thinking about the other time I smelled something this morning. So I dropped hints. <laughs> when I was put on cologne this morning, it reminded me of a time I smelled something this bad. <laughs> you know, on the, on the funny thing, in any kids' movie, they act like fat kids, little kids, just fart constantly and loud and obnoxiously. <laughs> yeah. And then all the, all the other kids just find it like it's now probably a cliche <laughs> if, for like a stereotype right. for second graders. Yeah, they're like hot chicks. They never fart. Do you guys watch the Louis last night where he went back to where he was 13 years old he did like an hour and a half it was almost like a movie uh, that he wasn't even in at all the the show was amazing but it got into that when you first start getting high right how much your life changes if you're like a young teenager but i thought was the greatest thing is the way weed really did g- bring like nerds and bullies together you know what oh I mean? yeah for like, sure my, one of my thing because i come from like a racist town where there would be race fights but since i was dealing back and forth with black kids i was always like dudes i don't think we all need to fight there's a lot of money we made here <laughs> for right. everybody we think the weed was the ultimate bring everybody together weed helps a lot it's funny i i I don't know. I'm having such mixed emotions. Whether I, sh- I didn't start smoking weed till I was in my 20s. So Is that right? I don't know if it would have been better or worse for me to do it. I, I think I think you're better off the way you went. Yeah, I think, I think holding I off everything, able to handle it. Better. I just started to hate it in college. Yeah, you don't. You came to our podcast. You didn't smoke at all. I didn't smoke I mean, at you all. You definitely got high. I'm sure. What? <laughs> we are blowing know. it across uh, your face. It was yeah. Um, I yeah. I loved it in high school, and then I just like I don't know. I just started thinking about death when I did it in like college, and I was like, this is dumb. One of the favorite things I saw is they were stealing the triple beam scales from schools, and that was a, <laughs> I forgot about. Keeping your eye on the triple beam all fucking year in science because you could get big money for that. You could get big money for triple beams to sell to the guy who's selling. Yeah, to sell to the guy who's selling it. Um, Chris, did you? Will you guys have that a session in your school? Oh yeah, New York schools. You probably didn't even have science equipment, right? Uh, no, we had some, but we but he had the triple beam scales, and I always loved when I met a dealer who had one. I was like, God, oh, I know exactly where you got that from. This is great. Yeah, they were always from a school. No one out and bought their own. No one was going to invest in them. They were always from some biology class. And if you tried to fight on a fucking count, the guy was, that's been fucking triple beamed, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. I'm a, That's me then. That's my bed. How old were you when you started like smoking weed and everything? 13, 14 years old. I was 14. Uh, I, I did the, I felt like I held off on smoking marijuana really? until I did, and I was like 14. But then the second, like, you know, this guy didn't cave in. I went, oh, they were lying about everything. And I went completely into all drugs. When right. did you think you had a... What, what age were you when you were like, this is bad? <laughs> I knew I knew that I was an addict and an alcoholic years before I even attempted to quit. So I knew, like, in high school, 
Man, you get really fucked up all the time. Yeah, you know? and did you have like a? Were you more I'm gonna live forever? Who care? Or were you like I'm just oh, gonna no. fucking go I'm and just die young? In. Yeah, I mean, even to this day, I don't look that far into the future. <laughs> you know, I'm not one of those people. Like, where am I going to be? And I just think, fuck it. You know, just play it out. Yeah, there is a difference between like party guys and then like drug dudes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you meet them and like, I mean, like you guys, like just guys, you guys are just like party guys hanging out because you don't have that like creepy other look do you know what i mean well but like when you go too go- far and you're like oh this isn't about having fun anymore you don't take your just- product in the other room and lock <laughs> yeah, the door. It's, it's just simply that it's like i drink so minimally and uh and i only smoke weed so yeah so i just never went past that to get like even if like if i see somebody doing coke i really do still have that feeling i'm like i'm like oh that person's doing drugs i'm gonna go in the really? other room and just do yeah it weirds me out it's never right. i don't know see, i weird. never had that line once I started at all, I was like, it's all wide open. And I even got back to thinking about this. I don't ever remember a time in my teens where I turned anything down at all. Like, right. we're going in, somebody has this. Yes, I will do this. <laughs> you know, I, I went to a uh, funeral speeding, like relatives funeral, because there was fucking speed available before I went. I was just in there speeding my balls off. <laughs> And uh, and my brother just comes over to me and doing. He goes, "You're so fucked up. You you fucking embarrass me." I'm just like, "Stop it! You're an <laughs> asshole now. <laughs> you're in the wrong." Yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking just come around here telling people. But I was wired, wired at a funeral, you know. Yeah. And then the other part of this was cool too. I thought that Louis did a great job on is that when you were younger and you start dealing and shit like that. That you'll end up at some man's house who's a dangerous dude. You know what I mean? Like, people don't realize, even in marijuana, you're only a couple of degrees away from a guy who has automatic weapons and is, needs oh, yeah. to use them. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't the guy you get pot from, and probably not to get the guy that he gets pot from, but the next guy definitely has a machine gun. Yeah, you how know? many drug dealers just have swords in their house? Yeah. That's like the one thing. They'll just have swords on there. It's funny how I, like, I, I feel like in my life I would seek out like that kind of dirty underground world without actually doing too much. I always was more like, yeah. and it probably was like the fat guy syndrome of like, I always delved into more in the sexual thing of that. So whereas I never was like a right. coke guy or anything like that, even well before I even uh, smoked weed, it was, uh, I would drive those escorts and like, hookers and strippers to bachelor parties and stuff and you'd end up in some weird like it wasn't yeah. even so much look sometimes you go to the party and it was like you know a suburban thing and the girls would go in and right. do their thing and they'd leave and it was fine sometimes you end up in these shady areas and these scary stories and these bad neighborhoods but it wasn't even that where i mean like this where you're dealing with something like you're talking about was like going to the guy's house like some of the guys who own these companies one of them was like a bodybuilder whose house he had only a couch in his house and a tv oh, right. his apartment and a, and his floor of his what would be his dining room which is covered in bodybuilding trophies and he just had like asian black and white girls just like walking around in whore dresses around his house waiting to get sent out on like prostitution gigs and then one time I had to go give a guy money. I had to give him an, he wanted his money in an envelope, even though it was given to me like, <laughs> like the guy gave me cash or like a check in an envelope, like a very official, like here, I'm paying you for this service. And yeah. I had to go give this guy, and he's like, when you cut the front doors open, come upstairs, like this haunted mansion I had to go into. Yeah. Huge house. We're upstairs with a guy where his entire clothes were bought with Marlboro Miles for sure. <laughs> Wearing a cowboy hat, had a lot of earrings, one broken arm, and the other hand, he was just like, he was wiping 
a shotgun that was laying on, but just wiping it with like a, like a rag, just <laughs> not not loading it or anything yeah. scary like that. He just kind of wiping it. He's like, just clean it up, man. Where's the money? And I gave him the money. And then uh, you I only was a power move. I only for worked him? for that guy twice. And uh, the second time, he demanded to come on the gig with us, and I brought these two black girls to like a weird like lodge party. Right. But I guess he had told the guys all there that she's gonna fuck or these girls are gonna fuck them all, and the girls were like, "No, we're not doing that." And it was like a real. There's those moments where you're in your life where you're like, "Oh, this is not my world." Right. I'm just a fat kid who wants to see pussy and get right. paid for it, and like, yeah. you know, maybe these girls will want to fuck me at some point. But we're in front of like a Dunkin' Donuts, and they're screaming. They're basically robbing this. Freaky guy, you know, with right. a broken wrist and a cowboy hat, like, and screaming. The cops come. You're just kind of like, what am I? And very early, I was like, I was like, this is just like not my. Way. I, not I, a... I really am like a guy who loves his grandma, <laughs> and like, I'm much more. See, I'm not. A... I would be the thing of like, the I'm at the fucking boogie nights party with the guy in his underwear <laughs> throwing fucking firecrackers and stay. You know what I mean? Just like I'm staying. Yeah, are you Thomas Jane there? Or are you? Yeah, well, the Mark guy, you know what's bad when yeah. the guy in the mustache shows up. That's usually <laughs> yeah. at any point in the movie. And you just like, in any situation with a guy. It's, it's just this the is so disgusting and awful. But he's going to break that coke back out. we fucking staying. I've just heard, from, again, it's all like, you know, from I'm getting it all secondhand, but I just heard like, when you, it's always, it's not even so much like you end up in a bad situation on the first idea of let's get coke. Like, the let's get coke usually finds coke pretty like. Simply and not dangerous. Yeah. It's four hours later when there's no more simple coke to get. Where it's you're true. like, you know, you're like in a weird, you know, you're in yeah. East New York and it's like yeah, knocking it's on a, good, a door that's it's like already pop. open. <laughs> like, yeah, it's bad. I also though, I think that like even all the like creepy stuff I've done with drugs and sex, like still it doesn't even hold a candle to like the bottoms I've had with food. I feel really, like, yeah. yeah. I think that there's just something sadder about like doing something that's legal. You know what I mean? Right. Like, when you have, like, when you, this is the, like, and I think this is, like, a total fat guy move. When you, when you go to, like, I remember, like, I was like, uh, when you have to, like, get fast food, like, one item from another fast food place, and then go to another one, because your primary meal is going to come from Taco Bell, but you know there's an Arby's across the street, so you grab the chicken sandwich from Arby's before you go there, and you're sitting there. Been like, feeling bad about work. yourself. Yeah, you're like, yeah. and I'm by my, there's no, like, chicks yeah. involved with this. Well, Fez had a thing like this, too, where he can't keep food in his house. At all, right? I you, still can't. To this day. To this day. I went uh, this past weekend, bought healthy stuff because I just had the last heart attack. The healthy food is gone. Oh, wow. He oh, did, you just tear through everything. He did yeah. one of those things where they 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 send food to your house. Like, here's your Monday oh, food. Like fresh Yeah. And then he ate. All the meals are planned. And he ate it all by Tuesday. He didn't have. Yeah. His, he ate his oh, Wednesday my God. food. You just can't. If there's Can't food, you have to just keep eating it. Yeah, and like a goldfish. Do you yeah, get emotional about it after it's yeah. over? No, I get sick, and I go, "Why the hell did you just keep eating?" Mm. And it's like you're not yeah, hungry at all. Even as I'm going to the refrigerator to get another popsicle or something, I'm telling myself, "You've had almost the whole box. You don't need another popsicle." I've seen Fez like I, literally OD. On Sour Patch Kids, he fucking his mouth was bleeding, and he would fucking call me up. And he was like, "This is terrible. I've ripped my tongue out and all from food." Oh, yeah. And then that time that you did on the lemon cookies. Yeah, the lemon Girl Scout, the lemon creams that they don't make anymore from Girl Scouts. Sorry. The lemon. <laughs> yeah, tell me. 
The lemon cream turned into like lemon pledge on the inside of my mouth, and there was like this huge waxy coating that made me feel like I was swallowing my tongue. You, you and I have, went to Ron screaming. You have so many problems. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a lot of lot of problems. No, it's, you have, He's you got have, the stents to show for it, he, too. He, just, he has a lot of, I've never heard anybody else have these problems. <laughs> but that's weird. But I does, do that, too. I get a lot of Here's the weird too. thing, because he does that, but... I never. Th he used to drink all the time, and I never thought of him as an alcoholic. And the, no. even with the pills, you're pretty good with, right? Yeah, I mean, I Dude. have a, a ton of pain pills left over from the last hospital. Hospital Why stay. Um, where are you? Yeah, yeah, I know. I feel the same way. Bring him in. I, no, because my neck's killing me. Do you reflect? Do you reflect, uh, Ron, on your? drug thing do you do you have like the man it was a lot of fun and it's so fun i can't do it anymore or are you like what the fuck did i do like, you know I what i feel like so sometimes some people speak of different ways about and this it. is like the fucking saddest thing sometimes i feel like a great basketball player who blew his knee out like you know what i mean right. like i was really good at that for a long time were you like yeah. you, you weren't leaving carnage around you no no i mean for years i was the party organizer the fucking fun guy the you know, you were on radio, right? Like well, no, but this was, I'm talking, my thing went sure, way sure, sure, up to okay. that. I mean, by the time I got on radio is where it started to... Be a problem. Know, yeah, to re-come re back into it. But, you know, there was years that went by. Like I said, if I was a basketball player, there would have been a full career, like a Hall of Fame career, before <laughs> my knee blew out. You know? the Jordan of blow. <laughs> it seemed like it, you know? And by the way, now, I don't even know if it was Jordan, but I definitely was on the Bulls. There were yeah. Everybody I was I with. I actually think Michael Jordan was the Jordan of blow. <laughs> <Yeah>. from everything <laughs> You were the Steve Kerr. <laughs> giving dimes <laughs> and hitting clutch threes. <laughs> Uh, are we going to break here? Yeah. All right, Dan, thanks so much for seeing me. Thank when, you for uh, when are you having taking, me. When are you taking off? Maybe you can stop by. Uh, once I would love to stop by. I'm, August, okay. uh, I'm going to be actually in Bloomington, too, next week doing the Comedy Attic, so Great. if anybody wants to. But thank you for popping the album, Bad at the Good Times. Yeah, so, well, believe you. me, the reviews are off the hook. <laughs> We're all going crazy. Dan's hilarious. How loud that laugh was <laughs> to like, overcome. It always means something good to have, to have endorsement of other comics, and I think Dan is hilarious. Well, thank you Absolutely, very much, man. Jay. You did not see the dirty wad of money I put in his hands. We fell in love at the Montreal. <laughs> Dan St. Germain's new Thank album, you. Bad at the Good Times, that's available now on iTunes. His podcast, My Dumb Friends, can be found on allthingscomedy.com. On Twitter, at DS Germain and the Comedy Attic in Bloomington next weekend. Thank you. That's all happening. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez on Sirius XM. Comedy. Hits. Channel 99. Everyone's talking about the world's first Instagram young adult drama, The Halls. I love The Halls. I never miss it on Thursdays. The Halls. It's all the talk in, well, The Halls. I used to get excited about Friday. Now I can't wait for Thursdays because of The Halls. Catch a brand new episode of The Halls this Thursday on Instagram and Twitter at Ron Fez SXM. Hey! I know those kids. I've seen them in the halls. The Halls. New episodes every Thursday on the Ron and Fez Show and at Ron and Fez SXM on Instagram and Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez on Raw Dog.
It's the Ron Fez Show. Fez, I came in, it sounded like you were having a little fun with your last uh, promo that you were reading. Oh, talking about Tito's vodka. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying you went off... Uh, you went off. Went off the reservation on that one. What happened with you? Is this a new Fez we're looking at? A whole new Fez, How yeah. How come? Because it's living like Tito's, and I want to try some new things this summer. You still seem like you're reading a script, though, even oh. as you're talking to me. It doesn't sound like a couple fellas talking. Was that prepared stuff, or you were just doing it off the in the in the cuff? Um, it, some of it was prepared. What part was prepared? Uh, what, the EGOT part, and then I went off from there. Oh, that's great. That's great. Bez is doing comedy in here. He's all hopped up. He's OD'd on health food. <laughs> you're all you're a health food guy now, huh? Yeah. I've, What's your health food you're eating? Um, I've been eating a lot of salads, and then I ate like an entire head of lettuce. Um, <laughs> like an apple? Just basically. Uh, you see that differently than a... So they tell you, eat a lot of salads, huh? Well, I'm just trying to stay away from the carbohydrates. So I'm eating like grilled chicken with skinless chicken. And what I'll do is I'll go and get like a few uh, grilled chicken breasts to have for the week that last for the night. <sighs> And, I mean, I'll get up at 2 a.m. and start eating a chicken breast just because I know it's there. That's a weird... Uh, my ex used to do that. That was the weirdest thing. Like, wake up immediately hungry, whether it be for breakfast or middle of the night. You're not a breakfast guy? I'm not a huge... I'm not a right-away breakfast guy, for sure. It's your most important meal. I know. That's what they always tell us. <laughs> the other meal is not so important. Breakfast is important. You know what? When I was a, a kid, I'd stay at my grandma's house a lot. I'd go downstairs to a... A big glass of milk, baby glass of orange juice, an omelet with a happy face of ketchup. And Christine doesn't do that, and that is why I hate breakfast. Christine won't cook for you? Not an omelet with a happy face, that's for sure. Okay. Not with that attitude. You've met her. Uh, she'll make it with a, with a mean face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Draw a picture of dick and don't balls and ketchup. Don't fuck up. <laughs> When I'm doing the live no. chat for the last comic standing, I always like to have some snacks there. What kind of snacks you have? I'll do like triscuits, some whole wheat oh, crackers. I love triscuits. And then they. I don't uh, even know what one is. The box is <laughs> gone by the time the hour is over. You know last what? Comic. Why don't you dip it in some peanut butter and just have like a little fucking peanut butter food? You can't eat peanut butter either with your with your heart. No, nah, peanut butter I can. What what clogs up your your heart arteries? Because they happen no matter how good you are, right? Yeah, you're going to be getting stents no matter what you do. It's heredity. What is it? Hereditary. Hereditary. <laughs> Which is like karate and heredity all combined in a southern accent. That's good. You ought to do radio. You know. Um, so what what is the worst foods for you? Worst foods for me is it's going to be any sort of like fatty red meat, like a burger, like I had yesterday. <laughs> okay. But I was, that, that was the first burger I had since I got out of the hospital, See, and I, I wolfed it down. Yeah, I saw you. I destroyed it. Do you have panic attacks about that burger later? That or, I did you, something or, really bad? Yeah, or you like just like, whatever. No, I'm like, remember to take the d uh, medicine, you know? <laughs> well, I better, you know, get that cholesterol pill in today. Yeah, but you should do that every day, right? Yeah, that has okay, to be done So that every doesn't day. change anything. You're taking <laughs> the same amount of medicine. The medicine doesn't work if you don't. But it didn't even dawn on me that he ate that cheeseburger. Now, the only reason why he had a cheeseburger yesterday is because... <laughs> Pepper and uh, Shelby didn't went out and ate without him, so he ordered food for us to eat in front of them with 
uh, yesterday. And what are you ordering today, Fez? Uh, today I was thinking of getting the Vietnamese steak sandwiches. <laughs> Oof. Change it to Bon Me. Across the street here? Yeah. It's a Bon Me. Bon Me. Okay. Um, and then I went in my pants. <laughs> um, it just sounds like you peed. <laughs> no, he did. He pees white, is what he calls it. He goes, he was so excited he peed white. <laughs> That first one snuck up on me. I didn't even know that was supposed to happen. Supposed to. And how old were you? That, uh, I was already in high school, so I was either 14 or 15. Yeah, snuck up on you. That was the first time? Yeah. Yeah. I remember... uh, Counting batch. I remember uh, finishing before anything would come out. It was just like a... Like Like a pee hole cough. And you'd be like, perfect. Pee hole cough. No trouble. drop. Yeah. Ah. Got it. <laughs> a little painful there at first time, but it's almost like <laughs> yeah. you break your dick, Jerry. It really is. Yeah. Um, so the the hamburger was bad for you tomorrow. Is the banh mi going to be bad for you today? No, that's a little bit leaner. That's got, and it's got vegetables around it. What else so. is bad for you? Um, you said carbohydrates are bad for you? Carbohydrates, french fries. Didn't you have fries yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, I had it all yesterday. You had burgers and fries. <laughs> that may have been why I went home so sick. And then, yeah. Yeah, probably was probably it. Because I was dying on the couch and I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with this medicine. So do you now feel like Chris and Shelby have won? Now, the reason they didn't go out to get, tell him because they got those, uh, what are they called? Langos. Which is fried bread and two cheeses, which you can't eat. No, I can't eat, but they could have at least said, hey, I'm going downstairs to get something to eat. Would you like to come along? Oh, they didn't even offer the thing. No, they're not going to offer because they were worried about his health. And then you wanted to get him back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but that's what I wonder. Is is the getting them back... Like, I've done things I got in my life where you feel like, well, this will show them I'm going to do something bad to myself right. now, but it's just something you want to do. You know what I mean? No, I got I, I call it Fez Eats Poison wants the world to die. <laughs> sometimes sometimes we'll, be, uh, we'll be like, you know, let's, let's watch what we eat a little bit, and then, like, uh, if you just find any excuse to think, it's like, you know, I don't even care. I don't care about anything. I'm just going to order a cheesesteak right now. I don't even care. You think I care? I'll show you. And it's just because I want a cheesesteak really bad. Right. So you're punishing. <laughs> yeah, you'll you're see. Pun- you'll see. <laughs> I got them back just in the respect that they didn't think I would dare do it. How bad did it hurt you to see everybody eat in front of you yesterday? It was killing me. I wanted <laughs> yeah. cheeseburger soap. You know why? Because Fez never ever takes me and Shelby to fucking Five Guys. He only there's only two places he ever takes us. So even where does really, he take you? Uh, he takes us to Chipotle. Or uh, a sandwich spot down the block. Oh, and that's that, Toasties. That's it. That's you guys me. blow. <laughs> can you, you give your me- can you give your measurement of how much it hurt in dick tugs? Was it? <laughs> Did you hit a hundred? Was it? Was it a thousand dick tugs of pain of mental pain? Oh. I can't. I can't. I thought that. I honestly thought you were going to come in and said it can't be done. But now you're saying at a certain point your dick just surrenders. <laughs> it, it really was. I was. It was a battle between me and my penis. Okay. Because I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about anything. <laughs> Counting out loud really wiped your fucking brain out of anything did you make noise did you make noise when you went <laughs> no, i was like finally jesus because it was taking fucking forever i was getting pissed finally did you go try that with your check next time too when you come <laughs> finally oh, oh. the cock oh, has come oh, home yeah. i'm about to go i'm about to go where do you want it <laughs> i went i went oh, i'm going oh, i'm going so there's the banh mi, which is the truck out front. Oh. And I'm still of the thing that, that nothing, nothing good comes out of a truck. That's my belief. See what banh mi looks like. That langos was delicious. Oh, it's delicious. It's fantastic. Oh. Have another one today while yeah. we're having steak sandwiches. Oh, got one of those 
at Chelsea Market. Yeah. <sighs> Loved it. Got a meatball. They make like a pulled pork and meatball. Doesn't he like those, what those sandwiches are yeah, supposed to Yeah, there's no be. steak. He keeps calling it steak. It's <laughs> always pork. Oof. I don't know what he's talking about <laughs> when he good. says, Vietnam steak sandwich. <laughs> Asians don't have cows down there. <laughs> they got pigs. Excuse me. <laughs> Wang, can I get two Vietnam steak sandwich? And what kind of boilings do you have? Honestly, if it's Vietnamese, it's probably not steak or pork. No, Let's just be honest. Probably something they shot fucking <laughs> down in the subway. Rat meat. <laughs> Whatever. It's delicious. It comes with a really nice sauce. It's delicious. Hey, you freaking see it thrown on bread, I'll eat it. Well, this is a, see, this is like a little freak thing because you can see by looking at the sandwiches that the French were in Vietnam for yeah. a long time. So that they use this really great French bread. Yeah, baguette. And there's a nice sauce on it. And uh, are you getting any for Shelby and Chris? No. This is, uh, this is our week of having lunch together and them not getting a thing. That's good. <laughs> it's not. It's terrible. Are you going to eat that? Is that dangerous to eat that or is it okay? Oh, that's fine. Someone wrote in and says it's more dangerous than the cheeseburger. <laughs> really? Yeah. I can't imagine. No, There's I mean, no cheese on this. Well, There's bread and, uh, and like, you know, fatty pork. We're trying to watch carbs. <laughs> Big old baguette's probably not the way to play it. Baz is killing himself out of spite against me. Too. Yes. And then we'll all blame you when he goes to the hospital in a week. <laughs> a mouthful of uh, sandwich. Like, that'll show you Pepper Hicks. And, and It'll uh, be worth it. Are you inviting Big J and Christine in for this? Yes, please stay. No, I can't stay, so just give me the money. And, um, <laughs> all of us eating lunch together, yeah. sort of. And they do have boilings over there. But there's no sides to the Vietnamese, right? They don't have anything that would be a chip. Mm. Yeah, nothing. Nothing I found. Oh, I went down to your auto's tacos, too, that you recommended. Which thing? Very nice. Good, right? Very, very nice. Yeah, the carnitas and uh, carne asada. Delicious. I'll have to do that this week. Well, you know what? It's a couple subway stops away. Oh. I don't like food traveling like that. (laughs) I don't think your food's going to taste good if it's in 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 a train. Why, no. what do you, got, uh, you gotta eat that there. You gotta eat it there. You gotta eat it as you're standing there. That's my feeling too. What do you got planned for the rest of the week? What are you looking at? Um I'm not I was thinking of artichoke pizza oh. on Friday. That's a nice call. Yeah. Pizza on uh, Fridays. Artichoke. What's your favorite thing to eat, Chris, in the world? Oh, I, I, I just I can't get enough of you know, steak and lobster. That's my favorite. That's okay. My birthday. You got him. Oh. I'll eat steak and lobster in front of that Oh, okay. That's so very good. Cool. You're, you're yeah. doing artichoke pizza? Yeah. I'm, uh, if you're down there in the West Village, right? Yeah. Ben's Pizza's grandma's slice is pretty sick. And I'm trying to find... There was a place in Queens for pizza that I used to order from. She's called like Steve's, I believe. But uh, I'm trying to find a place in the city that makes upside down pizza. I cannot get that in the city anywhere. The Queens thing would work because we could just have Chris Stanley bring it in on his way to work. Holy slices. Yeah, I'm going to fucking rouse that thing. Apparently, so you he, like the, um, you like, you like the sauce on the top. On, on the top. Cheese right under the bread. That's mm. Greek. That's, That's the way the Greeks eat. Well, they're doing it right. Maybe the Sicilians do too, though. I'm not sure. Apparently, there's a place in Chelsea that has upside down pizza. Yeah? Yep. And it got four stars. What's it mm. called? It's called New York Pizza Suprema. It's called uh, Leather Chaps Assless Pizza. It's really Right good. across the street from my place, they just opened a dollar pizza slice place. Lucky you. And are, Have you ever gotten, because we're debating, just for pure science and fatness, do we 
Would you buy an $8 full pizza from a place like that? <laughs> Will you do I? it? I've done it plenty of times before. It's You've great. got an $8... Yeah, Large give, pizza. Yeah, give me a pie, please. Here's it's $8. It's called a Domino's when you're eating like that. <laughs> no, it's better than Domino's. Is it? Pizza is, it's better than Domino's. It's 100%. the same. It, they're using the same uh, taste of like food. It's not real cheese. If they could be arrested if they say, give me a slice of cheese pizza. If you, throw, <laughs> if you throw a good commercial together, though, I can almost forget how much I know it's already awful. Like, Domino's once a year will get me to order Domino's from a commercial. That new commercial for that Papa John's Greek pizza is, I'm like, why? Well, I, I need football to start before this goes away. See, I, I you're going to eat Domino's because you go on the road. And then sure. some, there's not other things. But if you're ordering Domino's in New York, you should be shot you're in the neck. You're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone should just show up, and you think it's a pizza, they knock at the door, and they shoot you in the neck. I have ordered Papa John's. <laughs> right, is this healthy when we make the kids run out with their hands on their head? Why a guy with a machine gun stares at them? It could be any one of them. Yeah. Sleeper They cell. should have to go into school like that. Their arms are all up. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's... if a kid puts his arms down, are they actually going to pop them off? Why wouldn't they? Oh, wheelchair kid. Oh, no. Wheelchair kid didn't do anything. Still had his arms up, though. It's another guy to push him. I, one of those kids could have done it. The black section just came out. <laughs> you don't see a lot of black shooters like that. It's true. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, they never... they much rather whip that ass. <laughs> <laughs> what time you send off for the bomb me? I was thinking about a half hour. Mm. No, it's right across the street. And you know it's good because it's part of a... Uh, I think you can order online first. But it's part of the uh, parking uh, garage. That's how you know it's good? Yeah, you know it's good. Because all the best bon mis just by a little section of a parking garage. <laughs> this is serious. I'm just on like, to these sandwiches like there's no Just tomorrow. like Vietnam, tucked yeah. away. Yeah, whatever you have to do. Dirty little secret. Yeah. You just go in there and there's a guy in a, a black pajamas. <laughs> Wearing a necklace made of human ears. <laughs> oh, no. Say <laughs> so you went to the 9-11 thing, so you, you, forget, you don't know about Vietnam either, right? I mean, I know, you know, the basics. What grade were you when that happened? When I was... <laughs> I was not born yet. I can't picture someone in second grade during 9-11. It just weirds me out. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. It's really weird. Especially the next day, all of us talking about it. Like, what do we know, you know? Right. And then you went into other, like, cartoons that you like. You know, you forgot about it for a second. Just started talking about fun things. Yeah, I mean, I guess we did. What was, like, the big cartoon of your youth? We loved Rugrats. And uh, I loved Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold was hilarious. Mm. Yeah, I think those were like big ones. And then for a little while on Cartoon Network, different like, I don't know, Teen Titans and Codename Kid Next Door, stuff like that. <laughs> what? You've never heard of these? Know, not those two. Rugrats and Hey Arnold. Yeah. I had siblings. I, you just wonder, will they have the staying power of some of the famous ones? You know what I mean? Well, like, SpongeBob has been on for like SpongeBob forever, been, and that yeah. came out when I was like in second grade. Second but do you think there'll grade. ever be like a SpongeBob <laughs> land? Like there's a Disneyland, mm. you know? Oh, that big? Yeah, that big. I mean, bigger than no. Life. You'll get like uh, a Rugrats or SpongeBob section of like a water park or something like that. Yeah. Although they made Sesame Place, which is really just. <laughs> You might as well crack open a PBR and <laughs> bang a fat girl wearing, Where is a, that? Is that wearing like a Tasmanian PA? Devil and Bugs Bunny t-shirt. Where is the Sesame Place? It's in Langhorne, PA. Yeah, yeah. it's in Pennsylvania. I had, you know, uh, my godmother lived there, and 
In my mom would send me off a lot. No, no, no. She lived in Langhorne, and uh, I would get shipped off there once a year for a, a tear filled. I miss my mom. Right. I was I was very not good at going away when I was a kid. You're a mama's boy. Very bad. I was the same way. Were you? Yeah. I have some. Christine says all the time that she, when she was younger, I was like, "You're going to so and so." She'd be like, "Yes." Just like, wanted to get out. Yeah, way to get too. away. And I yeah. really worry. I was very like, I, like, I want to be near my stuff and my thing. <laughs> and I would just go. I, and, and as an adult now, if I was, to, they would only take once. My godmother, uh, God bless her, just really dealt with it every year. I'd go every year, it'd be the same thing, and it'd be the whole weekend of her just going like, come on! This, you know? You're just mopey and oh, shitty about it. I remember everything. sitting there watching marathons of the show The Monkeys. <laughs> Little Davy Jones was <laughs> sure. sort of crying and waiting to go in the pool. Here we come. But we, yeah. Walking down the street. <laughs> Hope my mom's okay. It's coming back for me. Oh, I know. I was, I was at an uncle's one time in Florida while she went on vacation in the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I saw a Jaws 4, where he attacked the Bahamas, and I lost oh, my no. shit. Um, I, I don't know. Chris, is this thing going to bum you out today that you don't get to eat again? Is it working? I am starting to feel kind of pissed off. Why don't you try to apologize or something? What? No. All he wants to do is break your spirit. All he's trying to do is break up the Ron and Fez team. Why can't you see that? Why can't you see the positive thing that half the people eat and the other half don't? Oh, How do you not like that? Can we make it a game that if Hicks can jerk off under 100 strokes, while you're in. While, you're back. While we're eating. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a race. Hurry up, Hicks. <laughs> it's starting to bore me. That's Roman Empire. Yeah. <laughs> and how's Shelby doing with it? He's even fucking. He seems even more. Yesterday than he I am. was glaring, and then he used the time while we're eating to try to tell his bad things about Molly having too much fun back there. Is that look? There's something I want to get off my chest. When I tell you to move the phones, I mean it. Everyone is just eating and looking at him. It's delicious. What is this double burger? Like two? Yes, it was. It was the big ones. Yeah, I noticed that. It was double. Yeah. But he went out of his way to act like, let, well, you guys are fucking around. Let's get serious. Molly's really bad. <laughs> was Molly like, eating a burger? Yeah. yeah she was, was just yeah. eating a burger. Inches away. I tried to offer Shelby a bar to my burger, and he got all pissed. Molly, don't do that. Okay, sorry. He'll never learn. It's like feeding the monkeys in the zoo. You can kill them. <laughs> you want to do it. Come on. I think uh, I remember like on a school trip at the Philadelphia Zoo, I threw a lollipop in for a monkey, and everybody was screaming at me. <laughs> he could choke on that! And I'm like, then why is there fucking open air that children <laughs> yeah. can throw shit? Did he choke? I don't know. I, didn't, I was moving on. There was hippos to see. <laughs> By hippos, I mean just the green water the lizard, and then yeah. the floating peanut shells. I never saw a hippo pop his fucking head out, ever. Philadelphia Zoo. Yeah, it was concrete <laughs> uh, everywhere just, that you look. You leave by a bootleg NWA tape. <laughs> yeah. Get that same t-shirt with Tasmanian Devil and Bugs Bunny I was mentioning before. <laughs> I really feel like um, going back there. I haven't been there forever. To the Philadelphia Phil Zoo? Yeah. Gerard Avenue. I pass it where I go to Philly a lot. Yeah. Boathouse Row. And you're always on the train there, too. When you go by the train, you basically go through the zoo. It's such a bad neighborhood. <laughs> sure. <laughs> such a bad neighborhood. <laughs> 
it's nowhere for Rocky and Adrian to fall in love again. No. No, not no. like that. They would have moved out to like Collingswood. <laughs> Something they would have got out of town. Collingswood. <laughs> The first chance they got. That's where everybody has. My mom lives in South Jersey now. That's where if you get, once you get a job that pays over fifty grand a year or forty grand a year, you just move the hell out of Philadelphia to South Jersey. Now, the thing is, I'm trying to go, Molly. You're studying business. You understand. Yeah. From a management standpoint, what Fez is doing, not buying food for his producers. <laughs> is this like when the dad tries to punish his children by buying gifts for the stepkids yeah, in well, front not, of them? You're not really supposed to do this type of thing because it inspires like extrinsic motivation as opposed to instrin- intrinsic motivation. Like, you know, using rewards and punishments makes people act for those rewards and punishments as opposed to like by their own volition because they like want to do something. Oh. Then it's working. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it feel good to you to do this? You know why it felt good yesterday? And I probably wouldn't have given in yesterday. But Shelby and Chris had such a big, fat laugh at the beginning of the show. (laughs) Acting like, you know what? We'll never be hungry again. Ha ha. Yeah. We'll never ever want a sandwich again. We're full for the rest of our lives. This will never bother us. And then it did bother them, and it felt great. But does does this make you feel better that when they were laughing, you have to remember, they were laughing in your face. So does that make you feel better? No, not at all. Does it help that they talk behind your back about some of this stuff? No, that doesn't help. Hmm. Doesn't? (laughs) Weird. You were mad. Wait, let me understand, though. You were mad that they ate without you. Like, without you guys? No, without... First of all, I never... I'm gone. That's why they sit around and they do this shit. I'm history. (laughs) You guys want to get... Ron? Ron? Well, when you hear me on the show, that's when I'm here. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you turn on this station and you don't hear Ron, Ron's not here. (laughs) Yeah, you go. Let me head down to the office and find him. There's no point. There's nothing that can happen in that office that can't happen at home. There's nothing. So th- it's ridiculous to hang around here as long as they do. So you're supposed to have lunch together, though. Not, no. not you, they. He d- takes them out sometimes. Then yeah. they wanted to go get this fried cheese, sour, fucking, cream. sour cream, fried dough, cheese on the top of a thing, and a truck. And they didn't invest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's right out front. Uh, they didn't invite Fez to take the elevator ride. And that made him furious, even though you admit that you wouldn't have been able to eat it. No, I wouldn't have eaten that. But here's what happens, Big J. Anytime I go downstairs, uh, you know, if we're done with the show for a couple hours and I'm going to get something to eat, I always go to those two crumbs and say, Crumbs, he just called. Hey, would you like, I'm going downstairs. You want to get something to eat? I always throw out the invite. I understand. But they I, I, don't always accept. Can I, the invites there? Can I take Fezzi's side? I don't even get that. But let me say this: You're the boss. You're not one of the guys. That's the thing that the boss is supposed to do. They have made it perfectly clear they don't want me to be either. Can I take? So Fezzi? they have no respect for you. What? No. Let me take Fezzi's side for one second here, because I have a some. I'm a little mother henish sometimes, and I want the group to be the group. And then when people start branching off, I do. I get very weirdly hurt by it. It's my own. It's my problem. But I get it. I get the thing where you're like, you're just... They weren't but doing wait, it, but, but you have to understand, they probably weren't doing anything... 
to fuck you over. Or maybe they were. I shouldn't speak at a turn. By the way, they, maybe they, when Chris they is upset went, about they, his raw dick from your jerking they went off theories. Separately. It's not like they even told the other person. And they're not mad at each other. I went downstairs to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> and then I saw a truck that I brought up on the air fucking two hours beforehand. I was like, hey, it's five bucks. I'll get one. I liked that food. There wasn't any fucking grand scheme to fucking go against people. So why were you laughing and pointing? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's still funny that he's so upset. Here's what you want. You want the pulled pork bun me so when you order. Okay. Don't call it the Vietnam fucking <laughs> steak sandwich because that's stupid. Pulled pork bun me. And call the guy Ho Chi Minh. And give me a, a black cherry bo boiling with that. Oh, Wait, it's a black cherry what? Boiling. They have they have boilings, Soda. right? Okay. Soda. What would you get, Chris, if you were pure cane sugar? If you were part of this, I get two bonnie sandwiches, and I get I get a black cherry because that's the best tasting boilings. Wait, I'm sorry. What word are you guys saying? Boilins? It's Boilins brand soda. B O Y L A N S. They have them there. You're not a New Yorker. That's why you go to. You don't know what a boilin is, and you go to no, the memorial. No, I know what that is, but you go to the 911 memorial. Oh my Good goodness joke. gracious! <laughs> I will prove throughout the summer that I am a true New Yorker. Hey, have you heard from your Israeli boyfriend yet? Yeah, we've been texting. Yeah. Yep. Did what did you say? Remember that night in the sand? No. <laughs> He's been giving me music recommendations. Sure. Oh, you went on your... Uh, yeah, I went on Birthright. And you met a guy? Yeah, I did. Fell in love? No, we didn't fall in love, but... Is he we Israeli? Hands every, yeah, he's Israeli. How's he talk? What's his... What's he sound like? He says things like, okay, we were trying to play Would You Rather, you know, like, Would You Rather Eat a Light Bulb or Get Razor Burn and Then Go in the Ocean. Ra razor... Uh, I Just mean, you eat and the light bulb. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he kept boring. saying, which would you prefer... And I just thought that was hilarious and stupid. If I kissed you here or if no. I kissed you here. I can only play those kind of games too long with a girl. Like, would you rather eat a light bulb or get right. a paper cut on your thing? Right. Like, can you can you look at my dick? Can you look at my dick? At least? <laughs> can I pull it out? Will you just look at it? And then we'll keep playing this game for a little bit and then we'll take the next step. She's not ready for that. <laughs> no, no, she's a good You're person. You're not ready Thank for you. that, honey. Thanks. You're saving it. Yeah. Save it for marriage. Locked up. Perfect. Good. Good. Put a lock on it. Then I'd say call, then call this thing with this guy serious and then be true to him while he's away in Israel. He's probably going to end up being shot during the uprising anyway, the Palestinian He is uprising. in the army. They all are. Yeah. I guess you're right. Everyone Pretty cool. A boyfriend who army. died from tank death. Some sort of tank involved. Yeah. You think Do you think we'll end up shooting any of those Palestinian kids? No, I don't think so. But you can talk about 9-11. Like, we're all learning from it. And then, like, hey, let's keep these people down. Well, they don't have the same God as us. No, I mean, I, you know, it's very complicated. I am sympathetic to the Palestinians in addition to being sympathetic well, to that's the Israelis. nice. Did you ask him, would he rather make out with you or kill a Palestinian? <laughs> no, I didn't. But he did say that I asked a lot of questions. And he was <laughs> well, like, it's like, dumb game. Right. <laughs> he kept saying, I hid his questions. <laughs> like, hey, Molly goes, would you rather, <laughs> right, right away, would you rather? Anyone who's with Molly for more than a minute will say, I hate these questions. <laughs> She's very curious yeah. but look she she is a young girl came in here and knows fez is doing the wrong thing and knows that chris is doing the wrong thing strange it out yeah everybody's wrong here From mouth of babes john uh in the new hyde park hey uh fezzy were you you go downstairs with d12 and three while uh chris stanley and shelby do your work i wish i worked where you worked you wouldn't get a sandwich either to come back what? of sorts. Everyone's fired. Um, now everyone's but, getting fired. But do you ever feel like Chris has ever covered for you in your life? 
Yes, I feel that. Yes. So why why wouldn't that go into your thing with the sandwich stuff? That was always a nice thing about getting him a sandwich. <laughs> that was my reward. <laughs> my $7 sandwich every day. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. It was treating yes. each other nicely. During all the time that he took off and got full pay, and you were working in here, that's worth $7 a day to you. <laughs> How about if it's it's $5, that thing? Cost $5? It was $5 American. Why not just throw down a 20 and bring a few up, and then everyone could have one? Or did you really want to see other people want it while you ate it in their face? I, I get that, too. I just wanted a fucking piece of fried bread. I was smoking a cigarette. It was right in front of my face. You should have ate downstairs. Nobody would know anything. I know. I fucked you up. You fucked up by coming up and going into that fucking office as, in front of grandma. As soon as I, I saw him, I had a fucking damn thing in my hand. I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be great. Was it delicious? Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really good. Um, hey, Diane in Texas. How you doing, honey? Diane. Yes. Go ahead. Hey, this is Diana Spencer. Yes. Uh, I'll, I think he's upstairs taking a shower. <laughs> I'll go fucking get him. Fast phone call. Who is it? <laughs> Diane. Did you tell him I was in the shower? Just talk to her. She got out of my mind. Hi, Diane. Hey, Faz. I was just listening to you earlier about eating at the pre-grilled chicken. And, I mean, I understand your your situation is a lot hereditary because I'm 50 years old and been smoking since I'm 15. So if anybody deserves to have stints, it's me, and I don't have any. But I've bought Sexy. that stuff. <laughs> and do you understand that there's a lot of uh, salt and, and preservatives pumped into that that people with high blood pressure? Oh, I'm not getting that stuff, like from your grocer's freezer. Where, where are you getting it? I'm going to the catering place down the street from me. And you're having them cook it, cook it up for you. They have all kinds of stuff cooked in there. We still put all, everything they use to marinate it or make it taste good. It has a lot of sodium. The in fact it. is, Fezzi, until you start cooking for yourself, you're not going to be in charge of what. Well, you're that's eating. it's not going to be completely what I was healthy. Thinking, but I don't know if he's going to start cooking at this point. I mean, why wouldn't lot, he? I I don't know. Maybe if he takes a cooking class. The thing is, you know, it's life or death with him. It's life or death, and it's not going to matter to somebody at the catering joint. Can well, you know what, Fez? Cooking's actually fun. Once you learn to do it, you should take a cooking class. You should just cook and then eat in front of Chris and Shelby every morning. <laughs> <laughs> if I had leftovers, I'd bring them in. All right. Well, exactly, and then you can show off your cooking skills. But it'd be healthier if you cooked it yourself. <laughs> there we go. We got your point. Um... Gary said that the bread made you sick. All right. Here's an interesting thing that Leslie writes to defend Shelby and Chris. Of course. Why not? You didn't get to the point, though. Lunch is the opportunity to take a break during work. A break from the boss. They were completely right to take a few minutes to have lunch by themselves. And Fez is being intrusive. The last time Fez talked about buying lunch for people was the gay homeless kid. That is true. Every time that you buy something, Fez, you want from them. All right. She does have an excellent point. I will not intrude on their eating time ever again. Mm. Couldn't hurt to get a bomb me today, though. <laughs> no, no, no. You need your time. <laughs> you need your Chris time. I understand it now. 
Does it hurt you that you're not one of the guys? Yeah, I think it but because I always think, you know, Chris always has some sort of anti-gay thing to say anyway. What? So, <laughs> what did yeah. he ever say anything anti-gay? He's always, you know, uh, puking in here, acting like he's puking, talking about how horrible gay people are, that they Wait. attack kids. That goes on constantly. So, yeah, I feel... Your feelings are hurt. Yeah, so I feel a little outside to begin with. But see, here's the thing. My feelings would be hurt if they consider me one of the guys. Mm. That's the difference between me and you. (laughs) (laughs) If they started acting like, hey, it's just us grab-ass fellas, I'd come down like a fucking lunatic. (laughs) I don't really think the one of the guys thing is, is for real. Like, you know, I'm... I feel like I would be a part of this network, and I don't... They don't even like each other. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. Oh, not at all. <laughs> Chris didn't want Shelby here. He wanted Joe. And if I'm such a crazy homophobe, then why were you giving me fucking lunch in the first place for however long it's been He was trying on? to buy your opinion. Yeah, trying, oh, was you they're all bad. You'd be sitting there... <laughs> Friendship, something. You, you'd be sitting there eating a ham and cheese sandwich, going, gays are pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Do you you feel like there's a friendship that you're not getting? Yeah, I think I think things would run better around here if we were friends, but that's just not going to happen. What makes for a friend? I think looking out for someone at lunchtime. No, but but seriously, what, what makes what what is the defining aspect of friendship for you? Um, I don't. It's just I don't feel there's a trust factor that has to be there, and I don't have that with them. <laughs> and I don't think they have it with me. Your feelings are really hurt. I hear yeah. your voice cracking. Yeah. They are. Yeah. My voice was cracking when I first told you about this. It really got to me. And the fact that they don't even tell, say anything now hurts. Yeah. That, that they won't. Yeah, that it's just me. Does this remind you that you fell alone for a long time? Mm-hmm. Yep. Still alone. Because of people like this. Yeah. It feels like you don't fit in anywhere, right? No. Not one place. Why don't you just tell them right now what that feels like? Well, yeah, I guess I would have to because no, I don't, don't, don't they be, haven't Don't be sarcastic. Don't be mean. Just say what it's like to be you and be looking for friendship and not be able to say it. Yeah, because I've looked for friendship around this place and been called the lurker. Right. Been called the weirdo. Been told to stay away from things where other people haven't. And when those guys just go ahead and jump on that bandwagon, it hurts even a little bit more. Let's see. See, Chris, is that you understand where he's coming from now? <laughs> Not at all. This all is right. all made You're up just in his laughing. head. Yeah, just laughing. laughing at him. This is That's crazy awful. talk. And they everyone makes you feel like an outsider? Oh yeah. Yep. What happens when you go to the bosses about it? Do they can uh, side with you? Could you go to them? No. No. What about Don? Is no. No. I've tried to explain it before to Don. And I just get Looked at like I'm crazy. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, a lot of times you're in here and Fest starts crying, Jay. That's all I'm saying. 
It's my fault? What's I'm not problem? saying it's your fault. Is it just a coincidence? I'm going to eat pork sandwiches with Fez. I am a friend. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Jay. Want to split that sandwich with me, buddy? Don't, Jay. I've invited Fez to several shows. He's never come once. I feel let out down by, by Fez. I definitely want to go. <laughs> You know? show. Yes. I felt bad, but you saw that even when the tell invited me. I'm like, yeah, I want to go. <laughs> is. My is. heart's there, actually. Yeah, it is. My heart's got two tickets front it's row. <laughs> You'll see it. But then doesn't the show just keep going on and on and people are talking? <laughs> <laughs> people keep talking. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of uh, I'm in shows. Um, here's uh, Tony. Tony, you're on my face. Hey, uh, Fezzy, is the definition of friendship like when you go visit your friend in the hospital because you've been sick and you have a Sports Illustrated form? Or is that, is that the definition of friendship? I will tell you this. There's less Sports Illustrated out there than you ever would think. The only magazines I see are ladies' magazines. Yeah. Does that make you happy that people are sitting around talking about Jennifer <laughs> Aniston? How, how your ass can look like Jennifer like Aniston? <laughs> and those other magazines, they're just so thin now. Um, Chris, would you like to apologize to Fez because he started crying? No, not at all. Shelby? Good. I'm good, he just says, <laughs> from his phone room. See, you've made them pissed at you because you won't give them lunch today. No, they need their alone time. That's what I was pointed out to me. This has become a war of attrition. <laughs> you know what? What's so civil about a, a war anyway? I think Guns N' Roses put it best. It's a war of nutrition. Uh, and I'm winning it. <laughs> We should make them leave their wallets here so they can't get these sandwiches when they leave. Fuck you, guys. Don't worry. They don't use their own money for food. (laughs) Kyle. can't have a sandwich. Kyle. Yo. Ron, you are one of my favorite human beings on the planet, but you are a dark and evil motherfucker. Hi. Wait, wait, wait. Hi, what happened? What happened? What happened? I was just coming for five minutes ago. You just... What, when I just started asking him what hurt, what did you? I didn't pick up on that. Jesus I thought it was Christ just simple Almighty. questions. <laughs> you know, I was I'm as shocked as anybody that his feelings oh, are hurt about it. Yeah, it's it's. I up. worry that he doesn't fit. You say you don't fit in. No, I don't. I don't fit in anywhere. Not even on this show with this team. <clears throat> well, the other shows don't talk about you, do they? Oh yeah, uh, Kevin Meany was talking about me a couple of weeks on the Jay Thomas show. Mm. Well, he got arrested. So that teaches him. Kevin Meany? Yeah. Did he really? He ran over some lady at an at a airport, and then they thought that they acted like he did it on purpose. But he was just, you know, I guess running for a plane. Because so he made all the papers. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. It's yeah. hilarious. Well, of course, Tracy Morgan pushed him off the uh, comedy pages. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. But he's already cleared, and he went on, and he's doing fine for himself. Uh Here's Bobby in Vegas. Bobby. Fez, please yeah. tell me this is a bit. Please tell me this is a bit that you're playing on, on Shelby and uh, Pepper. Ask Shelby and Chris if it was a bit yesterday while they were watching us enjoy delicious double cheeseburgers. How many times have they seen your job when Ron needs to talk to somebody and you're even there right in front of Ron staring at Ron and they're actually conversing with Ron? How about you? And I've bought dinner all the time. That doesn't justify anything. You're you're an on air on air talent. I'm talking to you right now, Bobby. Oh yes, you are, but you're being uh, passive aggressive already. 
All right, here's Austin. Austin, you're on the Run the Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Fezzy, I'm shocked to hear that Don Wickland put you on the pay-no-mind list. I thought that he was taking over the responsibilities, he was going to be your right hand, and you were going to work some things out. You were very excited when Don came over. Yeah, I was thrilled about that. But then, you know, what we were talking about earlier about not fitting in in the building... Yeah, I mean, there's things that have gone on where Don's pointed out where I'm the crazy one. Well, maybe you need, like, a gay shut-in boss who doesn't really do his job to, uh, to anchor you. Oh, I see that. Well, that turned around. It's mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm looking up. Looks like it's time to order bun me. It is. Come on, You know guys. what kind of get, right? You said pulled pork? Pulled pork. With the black cherry boiling. Yeah. Got it. I guess I got those sides over there, huh? Well, let's look it up. I don't trust them. I don't trust <laughs> Vietnamese sides. Add, add one more bun me there. No. Nope. And a dark black cherry. Well, are on. you still really mad at Chris? Yeah, By the way, don't get upset, but do what I do. Go to Michelle when you need stuff. That's what I should do. She only yeah. has one L in her name, but she's been terrific to me. Doesn't that throw you off when someone misspells their own name? My <laughs> mom is only one L, so Michelle. Yeah. Well, when I put a seven where the other L's supposed to be. <laughs> You know, let's really Apostrophe. make it. Yeah, let's turn our names into some kind of aim handle. <laughs> Why did I throw an aim? Out of all the things, you the aim isn't even used anymore. Dated yourself a lot. Long ago. What? Seven years ago? More than that. I think it's got to be ten. Oh, is it really ten? Yeah. Aim was big there for a little. Did you while. have an aim screen name? Yeah, Ron. So um, <laughs> you're the first one on. <laughs> yeah, I always try to use Ron as my name. Ron Why? What should I use? One. Pookie Kid? I don't know what to put on there. I would say like Ron, like Juan. All right, what Get kind it, of like what, Don Juan? Okay, all right, sweet. What kind of names do you use for yourself? I used to be Muffin. Israel Forever. <laughs> no, when I was a little kid, my nickname was Muffin. Everyone called me Muffin. Right, but that's a vagina thing. No, it wasn't. It was like you know, it was like I was cute. I was a Muffin. Yeah. So I was Muffin B four two four. Be yeah, but, Muff 69. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. that's, that's definitely over the top. Yeah, it is. And you don't want everyone to go, I have a name that everyone's going, I'd eat that muffin. You're like, shut up. No, it wasn't Stop like it. that. It wasn't yeah. like no, that. They go age, sex, location, and then they ask you to send you a picture of your snatch. Age, sex, ASL. Location. ASL. And then be like, can I see your snatch? Phone, sex, question mark? Phone. What, cyber? <laughs> what is cyber? You want to cyber me for 833 strokes? Mm, that's that's you know you got to break that record tonight, Chris. Yeah, you could have done that on a. You yeah. could have done that on a. Well, you only had twenty three hours. <laughs> Do it tonight, counting the Roman numerals. See how far you get. I M C I V. Fuck. Sounds like crazy. The I X X. And the eyes have it. All right, Leslie also said Triscuits are terrible for you, Fez. Oh yeah. Why do you not know how these? Things work. Everything I'm eating is I get well other than the cheeseburger is from a nutritionist that I went to. I now I'm looking up on the place they have uh, grilled corn on the cob with chili mayo. Ooh. Oh, that sounds good. Coconut flakes and chili powder. What? That seems that seems like it's worth a try. Well, there's a side. Corn, corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. Sure. Give me one too, Molly. <laughs> Molly, write one down for me. Okay. You're not getting anything. Leave Molly alone. Don't confuse her. Look how happy he was to go. Corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. Let's just leave out Shelby. But just, just for me. Would Shelby be okay with that? Fuck no. 
He's way over there. Were you guys really bummed out about those burgers? Were they awesome looking? Yeah, they, they, I, lo- I love Five they Guys. They were so melty. Oh, it was it, Five Guys. Yeah, it was so funny because Chris yeah. was hurt, but Shelby was fucking furious. <laughs> he just had fire eyes, so he tried to put it all on Molly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he just turned the anger. Yeah, remember when you were like younger and you were just like, oh, all the guys are fucking, fucking with me? Good, I'll pick out the smallest one. Start <laughs> to swing at that prick. Your mom would piss you off and you go do top rope elbows <laughs> on your stuffed animals? Screw you, Mom. <laughs> All right, I got a break here. We'll be right back. Run and Fizz. Run and Fizz on Raw Dog. Serious XM Comedy Hits. Channel 99. Hey, comedy fans, what's up? It's Jeffrey Gurney for Serious XM, bringing you the 4 on 1 of what's going on in the comedy scene in New York, LA, and anywhere else I think is important within one minute. Comedic actor Ben Feldman of Mad Men fame, who recently came out for Seth Rogen's Hilarity for Charity event and did a great interview for Comedy Matters TV, will co star in a new NBC rom com coming up this fall with Kristen Milioti from How I Met Your Mother in a show called A to Z, named for their characters Andrew and Zelda. Produced by Parks and Rec's Rashida Jones, Andrew works at an internet dating site and Zelda's a lawyer rebelling against her hippie mom. The show takes us through their relationship from their very first meet cute, and it'll be narrated by Katie Segal, lately of Sons of Anarchy, but who will always be remembered as Peggy Bundy of Married with Children. Anyway, that's it for me. This has been Jeffrey Gurn for SiriusXM reminding you, you may forget a lot of things, but never forget that comedy matters. Follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey Gurn and at ComedyMattersTV.com for interviews with all your favorite stars. Shout out to Nick Kroll. That's my one minute. I'm out. Ron and Fizz on Raw Dog. Fez show, always a good day when Big J Ogerson is sitting with us. You can see him at the Atlanta Punchline this Friday through Sunday. Get tickets now at punchline.com. Then you're going to be at the Stress Factory tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Get tickets at stressfactory.com. The podcast, Legion of Skanks, uh, cavecomedyradio.com, and at Big J Ogerson on the Twitter. You're dialed in, dude. You got a lot happening. I'm trying, I'm trying to. You're dialed in. I just had a uh, a good like. I was like, oh, this is going to be a great year. Uh, I got a this is such a, a great like very me story. I went. On, I hate auditioning for mm. things, but I got psyched up for one for that show, The Leftovers, coming on HBO. Yeah, and it was the other day, which surprised me because I was like, oh wow, like isn't this show like I already see the posters? Like, why are they still auditioning? But there's still a few episodes not done, I guess. And it was for it was a one line thing of a tow truck tow truck driver. I'd love to be in a dramatic thing. I, yeah. I, I like that way more than comedy as far as acting. Um, and I was excited, and I I got it, and I was like, I got the part. They're like, you got it. You're gonna play this tow truck driver, and I was like, excited. And I told like a bunch of people, and then uh, yesterday, <laughs> I, got the, I got a text. That goes, all right, they cut that scene completely, so they're not gonna need you, but it's still good. <laughs> like, you still got it. Managed, yeah, he goes, but you still, it's good, right? It's still a success <laughs> at the end of the day. I'm like, is it? <laughs> is it? I'm not doing it now. <laughs> yeah. 
No, but the thing is, they liked you. Yeah, exactly. But think about the next thing. Yeah, that's always the great thing. They liked you, we're not going to use you, but yeah. they do like you. But can you wake up at 7 a.m. and come in here to read one sentence 50 more times this year? What was your sentence? Do you remember it? Give you a lift to the Avis if you want. Uh, I made a creative choice, though. Put my gum in my lower lip like it was dip. Now, did you ever take any uh, <laughs> um, acting lessons? I took a Meisner class once, and yeah. I thought it was completely useless. So you just go in acting like Big J. What would Big J do in this situation? Exactly. Well, you know, it's funny. The show Z-Rock that I was on was the only thing I had, like, extensive acting, like doing a series and a, a series regular. And... Um, what was great about that was it was all improv script, like Kirby Enthusiasm, so I didn't have to... Right. I didn't really have to memorize lines, just like situations, just know what the situation was. And that was great. Fez, you feel comfortable in your acting abilities? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I could be a, a stage actor. Or a oh, film just, actor. Just a stage. You would just stop at I, the stage. I think stage would probably be better for me than film. What would be the perfect Fez Watley role? Um, let's see. I nailed Ensign Pulver, Mr. Robert, so I would like to recreate that one. That would be great. Um, you understand that Ensign Pulver was a child, and you now have a, a young gray, Ensign. Yeah, you now have a big gray beard. He did uh, Mr. Roberts as the play. It's about World War II, and Fez did that play during World War II. So it was basically <laughs> ripped from the headlines. It was very exciting. But there's pictures of Fez. you got to say it. He carries around this old yellowed paper, newspaper, of some shitty, what was it? Uh, Pensacola News Journal. Okay. I got a rave. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you just see Fez as this apple-faced young <laughs> go-getter. I'm a... And that was the last acting you've done? Yeah, that was it. This might be an early announcement here to say, but I, I, I believe I'm doing a musical, like an actual like stage production musical about stand-up comedy, which, you know, I hope it's good. What are it's you a, talking about? What? A musical yeah. about stand-up <laughs> comedy? I should have prepared for someone talking about this. But yeah. It's time for me to do my set yeah, tonight. Yeah, sort of. And I'll tell you what, I bet that's going to get you to one of my shows. <laughs> I, I will be there. Oh, it's going to be packed. I told everyone, I go, well, be, the opening night is going to be packed with people coming for the wrong reasons. They're going to come to watch me fail. I'd rather see that than show up seeing you sucking cock somewhere. And by the way, yeah, <laughs> by the way I'm playing they want me to be like a crowd work guy so it's like yeah. i'm just picking like what's with this guy's shirt <laughs> now who's, who's this whore with you who's put this together <laughs> oh man producers <laughs> i don't know they're gonna try to like you know where the theater is yet no it's we're we're what we're gonna do is like a couple weeks rehearsal at some point this is what's like locked in a couple yeah. weeks rehearsal and then we're gonna show it to like i guess you know the big money people and see if it can go who uh, else is doing it besides you uh, the names I heard confirmed are, I don't know who these, uh, Christian Finnegan, you know who Christian Finnegan is? Mm, I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's all I got. So the name of the, the, the play is called Hack. And <laughs> 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 Wash up. I will, so the plot is it's a night in a comedy club. Not sure. <laughs> it's very possible. Is there a playwright? Yes. Famous playwright. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're famous. So it's so not my world. I am 100% coming to this. You should. I promise you. You absolutely should. I was courted for this mm-hmm. so hard. They really want me to be the crowd work guy. So I don't know if I get to just do actual crowd, which would be great. Yeah. If, I get some, like, if this thing goes Broadway and I get to do crowd work, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. But it's probably going to be. I would love be, it if you made, you made it to Broadway doing the same shit you do at the cellar. Would it be fantastic? Yeah, it'd be unbelievable. I hope that's how it works out. I've, I fought doing it mm-hmm. for a long time. Even like looking for something else to pick up in that time. And I was, it just seems like fate's handed me like, go do this thing. You're going to go do this <laughs> yeah. play. It it's a couple weeks' commitment is all I have, so yeah. it's, that's fine. I actually even want to come the first day as you're forced to sing. Oh. I want to be there at the rehearsals watching you find out exactly I'm what I'm not trying to throw doing. everybody off by coming in wearing like... I'm going to wear leg warmers. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to go, I want to go to have, course have on this thing. Have a dance belt on. <laughs> yeah. I really want to go big with it. I mean, if we're going to do it, let's do it. All right, so there's the the big uh, the big news. Big J, the musical, is <laughs> coming soon. This blows away all the other stuff that you're doing, in my opinion. If I even go to the Tony Awards, how great would that be? <laughs> it's being a tuxedo for my part. We're performing live during the ceremony. Oh, it'd be great. Joke of ages. <laughs> I like Joke of Ages. That's a good one. You ever go? You don't go to Broadway at all, do you? No, I don't. No, I've never been. This would be pretty big. I saw like some Philadelphia productions of like Forest Theater, of Phantom of the Opera, when I was younger. That was my culture. That's Philly culture, right it there. Is. You go down to the Merriam Theater. Watch Les Miserables. Yeah, Larry Ferrari is playing the organ. It's all very, very exciting. Well, this is exciting news. This blows me away. I was not ready for this. It's going to be packed. When we do a performance for it's going to be packed. Oh, yeah. But no one is. It's going to be packed with all comics. It's going to be 500 comics waiting There's to see me fail. There's no possible way I would miss this in a million years. Or should you? Come on, come on. If I can hold it together while everyone's laughing at me, it's yeah. going to be great. You'll definitely break character for that. It'll just be... Yeah, I know. Where did the night go? Kurt, shut up! <laughs> They'll be like, uh, if they need a musical heckler, your act blows! <laughs> your act blows! You're Who stealing is all your stuff from Louis C.K. This is a spotlight that hits the heckler. <laughs> Get off the stage! <laughs> well, I don't come where you work and kick the dick out of your mouth! <laughs> <laughs> the audience is just loving it. This is fantastic. That's so fucking great. Man, you do have a wacky career, dude. There's <laughs> always the crazy place. shit happening. And, like, you will play shit down all the time. No. Like, I was excited that you did the Louis thing. You're like, oh, there's nothing. Then I tried to bring up the Amy Schumer. Oh, nothing. No, you know was what? fucking great on that. You know, no, uh, I, I appreciate all those opportunities, and they're great, and I hope more things come like that. But, like, I have uh, that, the cynicism in me, because, like, I'm I'm very, like, I want, like, my ideas <laughs> to, like, pop a little bit, too. You know what I mean? Like, I have my own ideas that, like, you know, it's just like, it's anyone would feel that way. I just feel like it's like, if you let me make this idea happen, yeah, like, it's going to be you, as you big get, as these things. But, may, you know, You get closer know, really. to that by doing stuff. No, I know. That's why, yeah, I, I wouldn't, like... I tried to turn like some stuff down, like television wise. That killed me. That when they were making fun of me on uh, 
on O and A. Remember when Louis came in? He said that was like in Indianapolis. Like both things, both seasons this year. I didn't get on camera. I do have a voiceover on Louis this year, but uh, I missed two on camera things on a road gig, and I missed Amy Sh being an Amy Schumer sketch this year from being on the road. Or and, and I want to be on the road, though, you know. So it's like, right. it's, like, it's like that weird. You know, I wasn't bummed that I was in the road, but I was bummed that I wasn't available to do So, really, if you ever want to get a cool opportunity, you have to go on the road to find out, oh, now, <laughs> yeah. they, now they want me. <laughs> yeah. He goes, were you on Amy Schumer this year? He goes, ask to be. Uh, I was a little busy that day. <laughs> I was up in Buffalo Helium. <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> yeah, so that was great. All right. Um, there's people deciding... Now we're doing our stuff on whether we think that this guy should have been taken out of the Taliban prison camp. And most people are thinking, no. We should have left him with the Just Taliban. leave him there. I never thought we would be at that point with the support to troops that we would want to leave one of them. Yeah, it really is. Like, it's like support the troops, but not this. Not dick. this fucking dick. <laughs> it's easy to support the good troops. We've never had a problem with that. <laughs> it's supporting the bad troops is when you're really supportive. So weird, yeah. The fact that that's even a, a beef is so weird. There's a big benefit show this Wednesday in Boston, Massachusetts. It's a night of comedy for Joe Yenity. That's happening at the Davis Square Theater. Come on out and support Joe. And that's being put on... Uh, this show is packed. Barry Crimmins is going to be part of the show. Lenny Clark is going to be there. Comedians like Steve Sweeney, Tony V, Mike McDonald, Joey Carroll, Jack Lynch, Emily Singer, Davina Yanetti, Joe's niece is going to be singing, and Mike Kutropis. All going to be there at Wednesday nights night of comedy for joe yenity uh barry crimmins said that he wanted to come in and do this show so he could be nice to you everyone always thinks they that before they meet fez i'm always nice to fez you're great to fez love him although when he was started crying today you looked down you wouldn't look directly at him i, I had a nervous energy that was going to i knew if i looked over at hicks Laughing yeah. hysterically that I was going to lose it, right? And I wanted to let uh, let the moment happen. Yeah, you wanted to let him do a cry thing. Did it feel good to have a good cry there, Fess? Well, I, yeah, it felt good because I wasn't expecting it. Right, I wasn't either, and it was leading, 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 but I didn't think it would ever happen. But now I guess I got it out of my system, and the five of us. Me, you, and Molly, and Jay, and Christine can have a nice lunch together. Oh, nothing dries tears like a nice baguette full oh. of pork. <laughs> oh. I was you just know, losing my. One of these TVs just had a thing that was like Tracy Morgan bus crash really shines a light on the truckers staying awake too long. It's like how come? The, I mean, it happens constantly every day. That same exact thing. It's like just because well, it was famous people. That's, that's it's a literally true because they just We're not supposed to do that. They just came up that Walmart truckers have had 380 accidents in the last two years. Now I'm like, well, we never would have heard that if. Tracy wasn't in the accident. But then I was also thinking, is that even a lot or a little? We don't know because how many trucks are going around to Walmart? There's got to be tons of numbers, of them. yeah, but I, it's, it's almost to find out that. And then it's like, are they almost all related to like guys that just couldn't? I mean, sometimes you get cut off, you can't stop. You know, like, right. There's definitely other reasons why it could happen. Yeah. So who knows? But I mean, like, Jesus. To make it, it's so weird when he goes, goes, well, now. Right. It's the same feeling I get. I, I, I hate feeling that way because you feel mean, but it's like when you see a a billboard with Michael J. Fox on it, it's like, let's really. Michael J. Fox really does a lot for. 
the disease he has. Right. Like, yeah. That kind of thing. Like, of course. It would have meant a lot if he would have jumped into it before he got it. Or if it was like, you know, he really, Michael J. Fox really speaks about diabetes. Like, not Parkinson, <laughs> not the thing he has. You know what Even I mean? Even though I have Parkinson's, diabetes is way worse. Yeah, someone else great- is handling Parkinson's. <laughs> I'm going to now take a charge for diabetes. Well, that, you know, always happens. Like, Fez came out for gay rights after he got you know, found, found out he was gay. He didn't give a fuck one way or another, but that's the way most of us vote. But I remember that they said, like, when Magic Johnson got the AIDS, everybody went, all right, now we get it. And you're like, okay, the other 800,000 gay guys who got it, as soon as there's a black basketball player, we're all like, oh, okay, this shit ain't funny. Because it locks the fear and everybody's like, oh. I like, yeah. by the way, they go, if it happens to Magic, Magic Johnson, everyone else goes, oh, it could be any of us. Right. Like, no. <laughs> it's like, is that the only thing that you think Magic Johnson and you were only alike in is that you could both get? <laughs> like, everything else he does, you couldn't do. <laughs> all you can do is get AIDS like Magic Johnson. You certainly can't, can't dunk. Pass. Yeah. You can't give a no looker to, <laughs> to James I'm Worthy. Fucking could that no look pass is still the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and he beat AIDS somehow. He actually made AIDS fun for everybody. <laughs> um, here's uh, TJ in NJ. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, I just wanted to say, you know, I know they brought to light all the accidents that Walmart has had and everything, but. You know, it's interesting because last week Congress passed a bill to ease the restrictions on truckers' uh, resting hours. Like, they they have to have a particular amount of time. I think it's 10 to 12 hours between shifts. I didn't know this. Uh, Yeah, before. But last week they actually eased the restrictions, and, and now the hours will be less in between shifts. Wow. See, a lot of this stuff is shit that you never get through. Like, as soon as I heard uh, 380, I went, wow, that's a lot. And then I immediately went, I don't know if that's a lot or not. I just start to think of how big Walmart is and how many things have got to be moved around there. uh, On the first tour I did with Corn, their opening band was uh, Two Cents. Support Act, Support Band. That was a big deal to them. (laughs) The Support Band was called Two Cents. And uh, they, it was their first time ever on a bus, tour bus, like when they got their own bus to go on tour and, you know, they had to pay for it and you have to also pay for your driver. So one of them had a buddy who was going to do the driving for them. And the driver for the bus I was on was like professional tour bus driver. That was his job. So it was very important to him. You know, he's like, no, I have to stop at this time and I get my hotel room and. Mm-hmm. I have a steak dinner, and then I sleep for nine hours, and whatever right. he does. And he's got his whole regiment. But what's so funny, having a buddy do it was like, I'd be at the show, you know, and when the, the driver's supposed to be sleeping, you just look out, like the driver's just there, like, <laughs> woo! It's partying. It's like yeah. having like, a Heineken in his hand. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And, they, and all the other members of the band, except it was friends with one guy in the band. And everybody else would be like, what is with your buddy? Like, he's going to get us killed, man. He goes, this guy likes to party. Dude, yeah. What are you going to do? He's willing to drive us, though. <laughs> It is fucking shaky. It is shaky when you think, yeah, this is so safe. I'm going to lay and sleep in the back here. Because even Gloria Stefan got in that accident, and it basically derailed her career for like six years from a, an accident that she was in, you know, in the bed for. You know? yeah. I mean, you feel like, what could, what could I possibly do to be safer? I'm nowhere near thinking about this. Randy Rhodes at the Randy Rhodes. Oh, thing. well, his was crazy, though. That was stupid. Yeah, I mean, his was dumb as shit. Um, here's uh, Alex, Alabama. You're on the Run and Fed show. 
Alex. Yes, hi. What can we do for you? Uh, I'm calling in because uh, that one guy that called in about the truck hours of service is a dumbass because I am a truck driver. And the only thing that that is going to pass, it passed the Senate and it's about to pass the House, we hope, is we used to be able to work 70 hours in a work week for eight days. We could only work 70 hours. We could get one 34 hours uh, where we were just sitting on the road at a truck stop or something and it resets our hours for the next work week or weeks or month or however long you're out there. Mm-hmm. The new the new ruling that came into effect last July 1st was we can only take one 34-hour restart to restart our hours and it had to include two periods of 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. And the ruling is that it would just obliterate that and we'd go back to the old ruling, which is if you take two, three restarts in, a, in one week, it'll still count and restart your, your 70 hours that you can actually work. And truck drivers today, um, I've got a friend that works the Walmart account, and they're pushing you and pushing you and pushing you to get those stuff out there to these stores. But they are on e-log, and everything goes back to the main company that's in charge of checking your electronic logs. So if you go over an 11-hour driving day, which is what we're regulated at, within a 14-hour period, right. they're going to know about it. So the driver, yeah, he was guilty. He shouldn't have been doing that. I've never done anything that stupid before. you know. But driving 24 hours straight, his company would have known because it would have lit his black box up on his truck like a Christmas tree, and it would have immediately alerted the company that he's driving for. All right, thank you so much. See, I didn't know any about this stuff. That's crazy. Uh, Big Red. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I read the other day, I'm from Walmart Country, but I read the other day that Walmart has almost 7,200 drivers behind the wheel. 7,200 drivers behind the wheel every day. Every Well, on staff. I don't know if that's every day, but yeah. the stories they've got going, you got to imagine they're on the roads. All right, ma'am. That's crazy. So the, what did I say, 328 in two years. It still seems like a lot, man. Well, there's going to be a year per no, year. in two years. Two in years. two years has been 300. Nine people have been killed in the accidents, and they gave a bunch of people that were, you know, injured. Uh, but you should go back and even say that stuff that you said coming in, because for anybody who's just tuning in now. Yeah, um, I said, I know I was spe- uh, specifically was told there's a Facebook page called Ferrari Fuqua, who's like, you know, I, I, I'm I'm friends with Tracy and Art, but I'm very close to Artie Fuqua, and I, I, I've been getting actual information that's been given by the f- family right. of Artie, and the, but there's, there's Facebook pages and everything out there say, calling prayers for Artie. That's just, uh, it's giving bad, there's a lot of bad information going out there about, like, and I said, unfortunately, most of the, most of the fake stuff is positive. And not that anything is dire right this second. I, they're, they're both, from what I understand, stable. Artie's definitely stable, just still unconscious, and he just needs everyone's prayers and good thoughts and anything he can do, you know, and there's, uh, but Artie's not conscious. But he's not conscious. No, it's, I, I, before I walked in this room, for for I know, like the update today is he's still not conscious. And has he was been operated on. They're waiting for his fever to go down so they can operate on his leg. Um, I, most reports I've heard that I do believe is true when they the TMZ put up a video of him being pulled out of the wreck, which is just very difficult to watch. Um, it's not violent or anything. It's just I it's know him, so see seeing friend, someone yeah. like lifeless like that, yeah. Um, 
apparently he woke up. He, had, he needed to be sedated, from what I understand, because he just didn't know what was going on. It was like flailing, you know, kind of when oh. somebody wakes up from a knockout in a fight, you know, and they wake up and just don't know what's happening. And then he needed to be sedated. But from 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 everything I've heard from the people who are good sources, is uh, he hasn't woken up in like three days, and they're just. Now the doctors know what they can do, and now it's just a matter of like waiting for him to wake up and, and see where we're at, you know. And, and so, but you're also saying don't believe any of the online stuff with any. It's of just it's too much going out there. I don't even I don't know if people have bad intentions or what the intentions are, but I mean, so what bummed me out was that the this happened Saturday morning. I woke up to a bunch of texts Saturday about it happening. By Saturday night, all through Sunday day, from what everything I was listening to and believing, it was just as little as like. Yeah, obviously, uh, Uncle Jimmy Mack died in the thing, but Tracy's being funny in the hospital and up, uh, broke, yeah, bro- bad, bad broken leg, but he's being funny and responsive. I heard Artie, just some scratches, minor you know, bangs and bruises. He's going to be taken out in a while. And it's like, and I operated that. What made me so angry about when I heard it was that I, I operated two days thinking, like, oh, well, they're going to be fine. They'll just wait for Artie to get back. And, um, and it just wasn't the case, you know. Uh, and Artie's a big part of. I said the the what's your fucking deal crowd work show I do, and uh, so we were we were shooting a sizzle reel for that that we postponed like in, until he gets better. So he does, you know. Don't go to the Facebook page. No, I think I think the parents and the family have requested for it to be taken down. But like, right. you know, don't support any like the the bullshit things. Like you know, there'll be news, genuine like news media outlets that will like give you know when they get the reports from the actual people you know i think tracy's fiance has put out a couple of uh, statements that are obviously very true and you know where he's at they're both going to be okay you know i believe and from what i've heard it's just going to be a it's going to be a long arduous recovery without a doubt well molly you came back and did you get the text from fezzy changed his mind he wanted you to get stuff for chris and shelby no i, d- I never got the text that's because it never happened oh. the text was never sent <laughs> the word was never given come on all right we gotta go it's past three o'clock we're past our time Big J. Okerson, you can see him tomorrow night at the Stress Factory, New Jersey, 8 p.m. show. Tickets at StressFactory.com. Then Atlanta, Georgia, the punchline in Atlanta, this Friday through Sunday, June 13th through the 15th. Get tickets now at thepunchline.com. Legion of Skanks podcast, that's at CaveComedyRadio.com and iTunes. You can always tweet Big J at Big J. Okerson on Twitter. See you guys back in here tomorrow. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellite of love Satellite of love Satellite